And finally, once again, welcome to another episode of Virtual Courtside with Dirk and Harris. I'm Harris. That's Dirk. Uh, it's been about a week since the draft. We are home. Uh, back on our usual setup, so our audio is going to sound crisp and cool. Yes. Uh, Dirk, <laughs> how you feeling getting back home? I know you had a crazy couple of travel days. Yeah, it was good. Uh, stuck with the crazy weather that was happening. I had a funny story. So I don't know if I, yeah, I think I told you and texted you about it. I fell asleep. Uh, like as my flight was taking yeah. off and I woke up and we were landing. I was like, wow, I can't believe I knocked out the entire flight, which just never happens for me. Sure. So I like look out the window and I'm like, man, it's sunny. Like, there's, there's no snow anywhere. So it's just like a dud snowstorm. Cause that's what we've been getting a lot of in Illinois over right. the past few years. And so I text my girlfriend, I go, where, where's the snow? She goes, what do you mean? It's really bad. Like I'm driving <laughs> and I can't go more than where's 30 miles. The snow? <laughs> and, and so my Snapchat little emoji thing was in Atlanta, but I know sometimes it doesn't ping straight away to get your exact right. location. So I might've like, when I was opening it, it might've been over there. And so then I go to find my iPhone to see like my location where she's at. Cause I'm like, damn, she's like an hour out. I got to kill some time in the airport. Yep. And I'm like, bro, I'm in Atlanta. And so I like, sit there and ask the guy next to me, I was like, am I in Atlanta? He goes, yeah, we had to divert and make an emergency stop here. Uh, thankfully, we got to stay on the same plane, got to refuel the same plane. So okay. no onboarding and going back on. Then I did end up getting home to an absolute crap show of did Did weather. you text Did you text bad. her and go, I, I see what you're talking about <laughs> with the snow? Yeah, well, upon so when, when I landed, I could just tell like there was a lot of snow. The airport wasn't too bad. That was more like mushy. The sure. more I got closer to home, oh, it was bad. I'm sure. I can't drive in the snow. Well, once either, you get so out of the, bo- like, yeah, once you're trying to get out of the city and into the boonies, that's when it starts yeah, getting bad. That's going to be me like, next year. It was bad. So, um, yeah, made it, made it all good. But that was my fun little travel day. I was getting ready. Each time I've traveled, probably over the past, like, Honestly, year to two years, I have been running into countless number of delays that will leave me Dude, stranded. Air travel is a disaster nowadays. I feel yes. like everybody has horror stories every single year about how bad it continues to get. Oh, 100%. It's, sad. 100%. it's, it's upsetting. Because at the end of the day, we are just flying giant metallic birds <laughs> to get where we need to go across the world. It's wild. How, were, how was your drive? Your, yeah. your drive is probably honestly. So I've I, So I drove the entirety of the East Coast this summer um twice not on purpose once it was supposed to only be once but it ended up being twice and honestly three hours to orlando no traffic i just sat in the express lane the entire way no traffic there no traffic back came home dogs were pumped to see me uh however had to get my new puppy fixed and she is not happy she's not happy Mm. with us we brought her home today and she is all kinds of loopy and upset so (laughs) it's it's gonna be a tough couple of a couple of days in the rubenstein household um, but let's get into some 2K here. Uh, we have had a very interesting week since uh, the draft, kind of you know going over the roster, seeing how everybody has been playing. And Dirk, you mentioned before the pod, you've loved how like everybody's playing right now. Like all the teams are playing scrims, everybody's playing pickups. You know, prospects are able to like close out uh, you know th- their different uh, pro am leagues and stuff. It's been fun. Everybody's still been playing, and, and honestly, the the Twitch uh, numbers have been popping. Man, I-, I see a lot of streamers out there really really popping off with their new teams. Yeah, I I mean, anybody that's watched the league before, typically how it would work when players got drafted, from that point on where they got drafted to their teams, they couldn't play WR, they couldn't play, well, back then there was no overnights, but they couldn't, anything that wasn't 2K League competition, they were restricted from. And it's been an interesting dynamic, because I'm still, like, one of those guys back then, I would always DM players if they were doing something wrong, just to save them an email from Daniel or Brad at the time. 
And so I'm seeing all these guys like, yeah, I'm loading up for midday and I'm loading up for overnight. I'm like, oh, this is going to take a little bit to get used to. Mm -hmm. Like they, they can still actually compete and play in competitions, which I think is good. Um, Cause like they're still about a month, what February 28th is when the season starts. Yeah. We're a little still over a month out. So it gives everybody something to do um, playing that. So that has been cool to see. I really, this it, it's, it's one of my, what is it? I don't even call it guilty pleasure, but something I really like watching is when <laughs> sure. team when, when teams start scrimmaging. Yeah, the preseason. Like when they start playing, yeah, when we've they never, start playing. We never had a solidified fives. preseason either. So the, no. well, I, we had like once. Remember when the who was was the Hornets that did the preseason tournament before? I think season four, maybe we were still in COVID, but I remember there was like a small preseason, like uh, oh of yeah, exhibition, right? the exhibition it tournament. Against, it was against yeah. the Hornets. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So like that, that's, it's always fun to see, you know, just the general idea, right. Cause they're playing retail, which we know retail is, is not really that close to the league build, no. <laughs> especially with some like the, the talk about all oh, the Patty Mills base and this, that, like all these other things. Yeah. So, but it, it is cool to at least see them, you know, get some chemistry, try to get on the right foot because the one thing that will always stay the same are defensive rotations. And that's the one thing I've been looking at for every single live stream. Two questions for you. One. Yep. You can answer them in any order you want. One, do you believe the Patty Mills jump shot should be in? And two, who has been the most impressive team that you've seen in scrim so far? Way too early uh, scrims oh. prediction. <laughs> so second question first. I've okay. only seen the T-Wolves really the one that's Okay, they've been playing, playing a ton of stage. Yeah. Uh, they're and all over so it. So I've seen them mixing it up, playing some fives. And then I've seen them switching up and playing some threes with uh, Tutak. Uh, sub goaded and Iggy Mo being their threes okay. lineup. So uh, I, that's I'm just going to say them because I've seen them being the most active. That's fair. Um, I think I've seen the Hawks play a little bit too, but the Hawks have really been playing. They're for... one of their only teams that have like their full five actually playing. Like D Dukes is playing a lot, but they haven't been really playing with Warnox yet because of the time difference. Uh, yeah. I don't think like the Warriors have been playing. I don't know if they've been playing with their full five quite yet. So like everybody, it's kind of like, you know, three guys here, four guys there. I will say uh, MDS looks extremely good uh, on this team. We, we kind of figured like what his role was going to be, which is just give him the ball and get the hell out of the way. And that's very much been the offense so far in scrim. So, yeah. All right. What about your uh, what about the Patty Mills? Where do you land on it? Yeah, bring it in. I think sure. if you if you're using a jump shot in retail and it's broken, right, you're making 40 percent. Yeah. You're not making that in the league. So that's that's it's not even a base thing. It's a game thing, right? Yeah. It's the sliders of the game that you're playing because of the, the jump shot. Yeah. While it might get good grades, right? Maybe it's defensive immunity is super high. That's yeah. why people are able to hit the shots that they do. It's going to be a lot different once you actually get to the league level. Like yeah. I no year in the league, maybe season three, season four, yeah. which you know how I feel about that. Oh yes. It, <laughs> have you been able to hit like heavy contested jump shots? Yeah. Like realistically, like not going off a of play bad, just normal jump shots. So I'm not too worried. I, I say, honestly, especially Put it with, in. yeah. Like with how, in, how man. scoring is, is starting to become a lot more of an issue with some of these offenses and low scoring games. That's the last thing we need in the league, especially with all the eyes that are going to be on it this year. Yeah. We need, we need that season three, season four feel where crazy stuff is happening and having high scoring games. And also, like we, we need those big moments. I, like I know that they, it allows for more like smothered shots to go in, but like, I don't know. When those happen, those are like a big deal because usually they always happen in the biggest moments, right? Like you, you'll always miss the one in the second quarter when you're down by six, but you'll always hit the one when you're down by two with five seconds mm -hmm. left on the clock, right? Like it, th those are the moments, right? Those are the highlights that we remember throughout the year. And I know it could be unfair to defenders, but, you know. I feel like this game has been kind of catered to defense enough. You guys are going to get plenty of stops yeah, even with or without like, the Patty Mills. There'll be plenty of I stops. Say, I say put whatever in the game. Let somebody master it. And if they're hitting crazy shots because they're greening them and it's hard to green them and they're doing it, yeah. so be it. Let it fly. Let it rock. You know? So, yeah, I, the only thing I, – I've sat there and said this. The only thing I believe that shouldn't be in the league build is precision dunker. 
I do not think that. And we, and we disagree it, on that because I, I, I kind of want it in there just, just to well, make like, centers relevant again. <laughs> if, if it's if it's more balanced, just not Hall of Fame. Like it, there needs to be some sense of skill and like stoppability. Well, because like it. I mean, if it's if it's gold or Hall of Fame, I feel like they're pretty close. And if you drop it to silver or bronze and you don't get anything, That's like fair. at that yeah. point, you have to be wide open to do it, which no one wants to do. Do you know what it'll be? Do you know what it'll be? The guy who gets the the like the big inside build, it's going to have it on gold, but the popper is yeah. going to have it on silver and yeah. uh, or bronze uh, or bronze. Good. Like the popper's not going to have it to a way where it's overpowered, but the inside is going to have it just because it has to be given some sort of vehicle to score. But, it, but it, you know, if it can't, if it can pop, it's not going to get the dominant inside. And if it's got the dominant inside, it's not going to pop. They're not going to make some super center build. I don't even think a super center build can exist in the, in the league build. So I feel like you kind of have to go one way or the other with it. Yeah. I just, uh, I, from like playing center and seeing how that badge is used, especially when people like know what they're doing with it and yeah. been doing it for a while. It's just you'll have a power forward right in their face, walling them up with high interior defense, dunked on. Mm-hmm. Centers walling them up straight away. I've actually seen point guards force more misses on centers, <laughs> which is crazy because they got no defense. Hey, so, hey, come on, hey, come on, you got to get that Marcus Smart box out going, man. Come on, you got to no, you got to put them shoulders out. You got to fight down there. You got to fight. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that from a playing, like if I was playing in the league, I don't yeah. want precision dunkering. Sure, now sure, with me as absolutely. a commentator. Man, me me calling it somebody getting postered on each time <laughs> I center gets down the paint. Yep. Give me give me that all yeah. day. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, right? We we've had some crazy stuff put in league builds and we've always found a way to make it work. Yeah. Uh they they don't really fix stuff on the fly like they used to. Like, I remember like season one, they dropped that crazy patch. Season two, there were some patches because yeah. they had to like every other month to change people's jump shots. <laughs> but kind of whatever whatever's out there is what gets put out there and it's kind of it for the rest of the year unless there's something that's really standing out that's broken. You know, it is interesting. I feel like in, in past league builds and then we'll, we'll get to draft grades. I, I wonder like we haven't heard a lot about like which patch the game is going to be created on. Like, is it going to be based off this version it's, of the game? It, is going to be a couple of years it, ago? It's always patch. Know? It's always patch one. Well, so uh, so that's uh, the thing. Patch one is a very different game to what we have right now in 2K. Yeah. It's a very different game, especially so, the jump shooting. So I wonder it, if it's going to be that or if it's going to be like the second one when they fix jump shooting again. Yeah, it's it's so typically yeah. um, if you played the game at the start and you play it like Back in the day, it used to be whatever the game was when it first. It was came the out, original game. That is yeah. what you're like. Yeah. You're you're stuck playing. It. They're that. they're not updating it now. Like if you go from last year's league build and you played it and you played the when the game first came out, mm-hmm. it's almost like patch one polished. Yeah. Maybe even towards patch number two. Yeah. Definitely not the most recent thing that people are no, playing. No, no, not anymore. So if I had if I had to guess, it'll probably be like around that patch one, patch two area. Okay. Which um, but like definitely a lot harder, right? Like no one's gonna be coming out shooting full core shots and greening them. And on the league build, so <sighs> I would say like around like that patch. You know I how wish, crazy man. that that feels I like wish. forever ago. You know, it feels wish. like forever ago that we'll I'm watching a guy threes. do a crossover from the free throw line and shooting full. Court. I mean, we'll, we will have that in threes. We'll definitely have guys go go. You know, not full court, but you know, definitely we had a couple half courts last year. A couple we had a couple that yeah. were behind half court too. So, you know, when badges pop, so we'll have a couple of those. Um, all right, let's jump into our our first uh, fun segment here today. So now that it's been a week from the draft and, you know, we've all had a chance to calm down from the shock and awe that was uh, one of the oddest drafts I think we've ever uh, covered here, Derek. Uh, Now that a week has gone by, I think it is fair to look at these teams, look at the draft picks, evaluate them with a clearer head and see if it, you know, if our opinions have changed and we'll officially slap a grade on it because, you know. That's that's just what you do when drafts happen. You give them grades, and they're always way too early. And but you never go back and regrade them because <laughs> you're too lazy. But we will regrade them on this show, Derek. At the end of the season, we will force ourselves to come back to the draft 
and see if we were close on uh, on any of these letters. So uh, let's start first things first. Let's just start with the, the, the team of the job of the draft. We'll go by pick, just kind of like we did the actual draft. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the Wiz. They had pick number Wait, one. You're, you're going down draft order or you want to just do alphabetical? What would you like to do? I chose alphabetical last time. So do you want to go by pick this time or do you want to go alphabetical again? Let's go alphabetical. Right. Let's just yeah. Let's, let's rattle off what the teams that didn't have how, to make a pick. Let's just leave them. How out about of we it. go reverse alphabetical? Change it up a little bit. No, it's not with the way no. that you just want. It's kind of starting nice, off with confusing. the way. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> yeah it's confusing people. Well, fine, we'll do it over alphabetical. I'm sorry, people got small brains. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, let's start at the top. Uh, the Sixers, uh, their draft grade is NA because. They drafted nobody. Yeah. Uh, Blazer Five Gaming. I guess we'll start. We'll start with the juicy one. Uh, Fias, Ubots, May. Fias obviously pick number eight. May pick sixteen. Ubots pick thirty. Um, I think. I think my my claws have might have softened a bit on B five yeah. here, Dirk. Um, not not because their pick value is bad, but just like you know, Fias is a good player. I like them picking up Ubots as kind of a future pick, and honestly. You can do a lot worse than May. There are a lot worse players in all the 2K than May. However, maybe it's not an F anymore. Perhaps for me, it is simply a D plus or a C minus. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, um, I'll definitely like now that it's settled in yeah. and that, that like that's the team that they have uh, based on talent. Definitely can't knock them because they did get some some solid guys. Now, could yeah. they have got better people? Yeah, sure. You can say about a, a lot of teams in this draft. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm definitely not going to go F, but I'll probably go like within like that D range. Okay. Maybe even D minus just, okay. just not an F just because of what they pick. I'm more just still mind blown that the organization has not even tweeted like their roster, anything about their players. Like, their last social. tweet was from Sean RKL's video on December 17th, 2023. They have not liked a tweet in the new year. It's a month like, to the day. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going on with B5, but kind of what this draft was like sums up probably the state of the organization and whatever is going on and who's running it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely go with D just because anytime that you all of a sudden have a three guard team that automatically makes your yeah. grade bad. Like I, I still feel for, for you bots. I feel like you bots is going to get a really weird shake at the, the league here, whether it's either going to be at lock and shooting guard or just lock this year or playing lock and threes. Like he's going to get a weird shake at the league and, you know, it, it, it's sad for guys that grind so hard and end up in situations like this. Uh, I'm interested to see what he makes of it. Obviously, he's a really talented player. and He's a really focused guy. Um, but just, you know, he, he's the one who I feel for the most on this team because he's the one without a real position. Because uh, honestly, after thinking about it, Derek, you can't play Fias at lock. Like, you have to put your best players at their best position. So I feel like Ubots is probably going to be uh, put at the odd position. But you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I still kind of feel for him through this whole thing. Yeah, Fias definitely has to be the one to play lock, and you know, like oh, you I, think Fias will be at lock? Yeah. yeah oh, I think I, he'll be Ubots at lock. No, I, I think the thing about Fias, I think I even saw Chalk tweet about it at one point, is that Fias like a two way player, especially when he first came into the league. Which mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like he was on a different level when he was playing with Chalk in kind of every aspect of his game. I think he would be the person that if you could like switch him to lock, mm -hmm. maybe you have to. I think Ubots has to play shooter. I think playing. For somebody who doesn't play lock at all, to all of a sudden, hey, you're coming into the league and you're now playing lockdown for us, I think that's going to be a way too much for a rookie. At least if you're giving it to a vet who has been through some stuff in this league, I think that makes a lot more sense with the way that that plays. Now, okay. is it, is, is it going to be a good situation? Probably not. No. Because, again, <laughs> you don't draft you don't draft 
and more guards when you already have the two that were solidified. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. So are we both going D's for B five? I'm, uh, yeah, I'll I'll go D plus just because I plus, okay. I like you bots. Okay. Um. All right. Let's go to Bucks Gaming. They had one pick. They took Retro uh, at pick twenty three. Who I'm very happy is in the league because now. Uh, on broadcast, we can scream his name like um, a Metro Boomin song before uh, every game. Metro! Metro! It's going to be really fun. I'm a sly. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to slot into power forward for the Bucks. Uh, pick 23. Uh, I'm going to give their draft a nice solid. I, I gave all the power forwards, uh, rookie power forwards, a B. I'm going to stick on that just because. I think being a rookie power forward on a team that's going after the title is an incredibly difficult position for any rookie power forward to be in. And it's not that I blame the Bucks for their strategy or I think it's a bad pick in any way. It's just a really big spot to put Retro in. Like I, I think he can do it. I think he'll be really good for them. But it's similar to when the T-Wolves took DJ Tuchel and they're like, hey, we're trying to win a title. You're like the second to last pick in the draft, but here you go, throwing you to the Wolves, no pun intended. And like he did great, but they still didn't win. I'm kind of worried that's what's going to happen for Retro is that he's he's going to be great, but they're still not going to win, and he's going to get a little bit of the blame just like DJ did. So I like it. I'll, I'll stick with the the B, B-plus-ish that I've been kind of given to rookie power for it. So, yeah, that's it for me. Got to go one. B or B-plus? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go B. I'll, I'll, st- I'll stand on All business. Right. Go B. Um, I'll go, for me, I'll go A-minus. Okay. Uh, reason being is because they got their guy for one. Sure. Um, I think Retro's confidence is on another level compared to a, maybe a lot of other power forwards you just talked about right coming into the league he's for the first time. very confident at the draft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's and so I think when you slot somebody who is as good as he is, you are now pairing him with Dawsik, you're pairing him with Johnny Red and Dimes. Those are three guys that are going to be able to mold, I, I feel like, any a, a lot of the power forwards, especially those elite ones. Yeah. They're just going to be able to come into mesh. I don't think this is like a... I guess you can compare it to T-Wolves like you just said with DJ Too Cold, but this is a lot different yeah. compared from TB and Slaughter to Daw Six and Dimes, right? That's fair. And that's it, a fair scale. So, I guess I mean, the, the goal the, is still the same. You know, like they're, they're yeah. still top of the West, you know, like, going after the If, if this team fails, it, it's going to come down to two people. It's either going to be CP or Retro, and I think it's more than likely going to fall on Retro to, in terms of a community standpoint saying, well, it's his fault. Like if their yeah. defense is bad. Oh, he'll probably be the fall then, guy unless yeah. CP is awful. Which I feel like CP is yeah. potentially going to be that fall guy too, but I, I think that you one, it's kind of hard to draft give you a draft grade when you just made one pick. Yeah, uh, of course. Like I don't think they expected to get retro at that pick. I didn't. Oh, expect I think them they to did. I, I they, pick, but like I, I, I had heard that that they were pulling the strings behind the scenes pretty hard to try to get him to that spot. It worked. It worked. You know, here. Go on a little. Yeah. Little, so little I'll, I'll go. Uh, they got their guy. I call that a good draft, right? If you have one guy that you really want to focus on, it was that deep into the draft, and you got that guy, especially with how good he is at his position, gives you a, a, an A minus in my book. The one last small thing I have about this pick, um, I I like the retro pick. I would have liked them also to be kind of rumored around another power forward that can also play lock. I really did enjoy kind of watching Don and Dawsix go back and forth. I know it's better for these guys to have one position for the entire year, but I feel like Dawsix can probably play power forward at a really high level and having a guy like Don who can kind of swap back and forth and show teams different looks. I didn't hate that idea. I don't know if retro can play a lock, but we probably won't be getting that this I, year. I feel like we're so like with the, the lock and power forward positions, I feel like we're just getting to a point with how much power forwards are on ball is that yeah. and the, the builds are so similar in terms of like height 
some of the attributes that they have yeah. that almost at times they do act as a lock. They're basically right. just a secondary lockdown out there on the floor. So I wouldn't be surprised if they even attempt something like that too, what you just said, but like with the flip-flopping, because I think that they're, they're probably both capable, but I'm sure. also a fan of when you are one of the best lockdowns, if not just, the best lockdown in the there. entire world, stay in that position. Don't shift things around. Just show us how good you are and, and all that. Now, if things really start to get desperate and you're just, your team is not good defensively, then yeah, I understand you have to change some things up, but yeah. ultimately you are the best lockdown. Please stay at that position. Let's go on to the Cavs here. Just kidding. They didn't have a pick. So we'll slap a nice big N slash a on the Cavs. Uh Celtics. Same thing. Uh, another N slash a let's go to Dukes Dukes and Benitos uh, drafted two. they got Warnocks at 12. They got Anias at 31. Um, I like both of these picks. I'll give their entire collective draft class a nice B plus. Um, I don't think they like went absolutely over the top on these picks. I think taking Warnox at 12 is fine. I think taking Anias at 31 is fine. I think this whole team is, is going to be pretty fine. Um, I've heard that the Warnox visa situation is yet to be figured out. So as always with the international guys, that's going to be an interesting hurdle for them to try to figure out over the next month or so until guys move into market. But yeah, overall, in terms of player and talent, I like Anias. I like Warnox. Solid B plus for me. Um, I will go. Yeah, I'll float this. I'll, I'll go probably like B, B minus. Ooh, kind of okay. Interesting. Why? Um, It's just a, it's not even so much right. Cause like technically right, they just drafted Warnox and Anias. And that's what we're, we're Correct. like picking them on. It's just a very strange bunch of people to throw together on the team. And that's where like the issue for me comes about, sure. right? The, the different like clash of characters, obviously like you're bringing in a guy from Europe. And I, I do think that having Mar there really will help. So like if Mar wasn't the coach and this was the team, I'd be like, Harris, what the fuck is going on right now? With this <laughs> but like, at least they have that to kind of bring him in and have that yeah, adaptation it makes sense. with it. And so I'll, I'll go like around B. I, I'll stick with B on it. I don't think it was like a stellar draft. Like I know, obviously, Warnock's a lot of people are looking at him. I still think Warnock's at 12 was a little like not, I, I shouldn't say crazy to me, but I think that's just right. The bluff of the other teams are like, oh, well, I heard through the grapevine this team's interested in Warnock. So like, yeah. Oh, I just want to get our guy right now. That's the only thing is I feel like at, at pick 12 with a lot of the other proven talent that's out there, I think that's where my issue kind of lies. But again, I still like it. Just the, I, I'm very interested to see how this clash of characters. Do, do you know what, do you know what the funny thing is? I, I would have believed them about that, right? Cause you could have said, okay, Duke's could have taken a, a power four to 12 and kind of messed up the spot for Grizz or whatever. But like Duke's got their lock and that was the last lock taken. Like, there wasn't a single lock taken after pick 12. So, I don't know. They got their guy. They got a nice. I understand what you could say about BB minus just because the team as a whole is kind of funky. I feel yeah. like their draft, like, they're just their draft. I just like the combination of Warnox and Anias. Like, I just feel like for what Anias is going to give you defensively and what Warnox is going to give you offensively, they're going to work as a really, like, nice tandem to figure it out. My biggest question with Warnox, honestly, is is 3v3 as much as his fives. I don't know his threes experience. They, at least to my eyes, don't really have another threes wing on this team. I don't know. Can Scorio play threes wing? Um, I don't really know. I'm going to probably go out on a limb and say no. So they're kind of stuck with, like, what they have. I also, like, I don't think Azuli can play threes wing. So they're putting a lot on Warnox in year one. 
I also think that's really the only way that you can handle an international lock. Like, if they're not getting game time, why did you draft them? You know, like, got to put them in all situations and see if they can hang. So, see, it, it's yeah. that's the issue with this team. It's like, it's one of the usually with a lot of these teams, we can be like, damn, they're going to be really good in threes. And they're going to be bad in fives. They're going to be really good in fives and bad in threes. This is a team that I could see having one of those years that are just bad in threes and fives. Ryan's got to elevate them. It's gonna be it's gonna be yeah. all on spam. If he elevates them, they can make playoffs in both modes. But if he's if he's kind of what he was last year and doesn't take like the leap, they, they'll they'll be back in the top of the draft again. Yeah. W- w- no yeah. matter how good Warnock's or Anias is. Um, all yeah, right, I, I just I, I don't see a front quarter like Warnock's Anias and Scorio being the ones to like have top defense in a league to where even if their offense is very lackluster that they can win games. Yeah, it's it's we'll, we'll see how many live ball turnovers they can force, especially in the West. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be their number one. Uh, let's go to Gen G here. Uh, two picks. Uh, they get boot in the first round and then they trade back up over Dukes and Benitos to take Jolo, who a lot of rumors were suggesting that if Anias uh, wasn't the guy, it would have been Jolo. Um, a crafty pick at 18 to get boot and an even craftier trade up at 28. I'm going to give Gen G an A minus. Um, I like where they've landed uh, with boot and Jolo. The only, I guess, strike I put against them is that I almost wonder if the best offense to run with Gallo is with a popper just because he likes the floor space. You know, I, I was looking at some stats that were sent to me the other day. Did you know that feast led the league in offensive paint touches? Or at least really? that's what was sent to me yesterday. And if that's the case, and they were still so bad scoring the ball on the inside, I almost wonder if maybe Gallo's game just isn't to play with an inside center. But guess we're we're going to find that out in a huge way yeah. now. We're going to find that out with Boot. So I like Boot as a player. I really like Jolo as a player. I think their threes team is going to be excellent as long mm-hmm. as Gallo is way better. So I'll give it an A minus. The, the yeah, I just I guess it's more of a clash of what I think is best for Gallo versus what's best with the team. So I guess that's kind of how this content thing works, right? <laughs> yeah. As soon as we got down to this, I gave it an A. Yeah. Um, I really really like the way that everything played out. To your point of Gallo having a popper, I don't think he has the point guard IQ to play with a popper effectively. Now, oh, do see, I see that's like, I'm the on the other so, side of it. I think his IQ asks for one of those poppers. He loves to drive and thing. kick. Well, that's the thing. It's like, but there's there's drive and kick, but then there's just like doing a traditional pick and pop. Mm-hmm. And also having the center who's gonna be able to read and react to that, which again, historically looking at a lot of poppers in this league, you're probably looking day fry. Mm-hmm. Dimes now with the bag that he started showing. Slaughter was, you know, kind of hit or miss at times with the way that he would end up playing it. Yeah. It's very, very hard to do as a center to be able to mix that up. And it's even harder. That's why you don't see guards run poppers. And if they do, they just want it for floor spacing. They're not giving that center the ball at all, but they just want it to show a bluff of like, okay, well, I'm just going to get all this room to drive and go get it. Yeah. It's not a knock on Gallo. But since he has came into the league, there's been nothing about his offensive arsenal and facilitating abilities that make me be like, hmm, him having a popper out there. Maybe it will jump his numbers up a bit in terms of his scoring. Yeah. I don't think it'll be as effective as like, because because you remember when they had Feast that first year, they never gave him the ball. Feast, I, how long did it take Feast to well, score? That, that's, double well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I just wonder if at this point, since it just they, they were never able to develop chemistry. So what's to say that he's going to develop chemistry with a different inside big? Yeah. I, I just wonder if he's a guy who needs the floor spaced even more. Like if you go back and you watch Genji play last year, they were incredibly threes heavy. I mean, they took so many threes, but the problem was is that the quality of them was pretty low. And also Gallo just like was missing a lot last year. I just wonder if they could increase the quality of their threes by adding a real shooting threat at the five. 
no offense to Anais, I also think them adding Jolo and adding a real shooting threat at the four is really going to help them this year. Just, yeah. just again, like th- that team just needed more space last year. I-, I felt like whenever we watched them in half court offense, they're always running, like running over each other. They were like the the spacing wasn't great. Feast was fighting down low. You know, they're coming off rebounds and it just wasn't working. Crush randomly like stopped being able to shoot from the corner. Like, it was weird. It was a weird offensive season for them. So, I don't know. I would have liked a uh, shake-up for Gallo. But, but again, uh, like we said in our draft review, if Gallo is amazing, this team will be amazing. If Gallo is bad, this team will be bad. So, we'll, we'll see how yeah. he evolves this year with the new center. He was a product of missing just a lot of open opportunities. So many that, open that really, shots. That really, that really, really sucks to to see someone's season go that way in threes. Of like, them getting open, not being able yeah. to make it. Fives getting open, not being able to make it. I think this team in threes is... Same thing. If Gallo can play like he did last year, I mean, honestly, again, I don't think Gallo necessarily played terrible in threes because they had a lot of close games. Their defense was a major part, and his defense was very, very lackluster. I mean, he was the guy that was getting cut on numerous times in a game, but I think now having Lawrence and Jolo, uh, especially what Jolo has shown us being a part of the community team and us just like being like, hey, like, when is this guy going to get into the league? Like, it's due at some point. Yeah. They're going to be nasty in three. So, yeah, I, I think that draft probably went as, as amazing as it could. Like, making three picks and really knocking them all out of the park, all three of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, two picks. Two picks. I don't know why for some reason those. They traded Lawrence for first. So, basically, yeah. they spent pick 16 on Lawrence. But making, getting those two picks and honestly, like I think if you got the right the the best center in the class that people were saying and Boo yep. Joe Lowe was one of those guys. I I was even remember we were they had us like what the social team asked us for mock drafts. I was like, I'll go exactly what Harris says, but instead Igmo, let me put Jolo in there. I think <laughs> Jolo's a dog. So yeah, I, I don't think they they didn't they didn't miss. That's why I give him an A. All right, well, let's jump to Grizz Gaming. They had three picks on the night. Uh one first, one second, uh no, one first and two seconds. Uh, they had Odon at pick 13. They had Icy at pick 21. And they had Rigby at pick 27. Uh, I think the Odon pick is probably their riskiest pick in terms of, you know, taking a swing on a guy. Uh, he was really good last year. I believe it was on Team Glitchy uh, for the community team. So, again, great to see that community team to draft pipeline. I think it is going to become one of the most powerful tools that that the league has to get guys in i really believe that so to any content creators out there who listen to this pod i'm telling you you guys get on community teams every single gym in the league is going to be scouting you to maybe pick you up that's just how i think yes. this pipeline is going to work now uh i like the odon pick the icy pick is fine i think the rugby pick is okay but it's a very safe pick um i'm i'm gonna give this i'm gonna be i'm, I'm gonna give this one a nice b um i think it's a very safe draft i think it's a it's what they needed okay I don't think with the selections that they had that they were looking to hit any home runs. I think they hit three doubles, and the team is better because of their draft. You know, they were put in a really difficult situation this offseason uh, with, with the, the, the double massive franchise altering trades, and I like the team that they're left with. It just, it's very Vandy heavy. It's very Vandy dependent. Um, you know, if Vandy is as inefficient as he's been at times as the lead guard in the league. This team is really going to struggle to score. This team is going to be a dog in threes uh, at the very at the very minimum, so, or at the very least, so that'll be nice to watch for him. But, yeah, overall, I'll give it a nice B. I don't dislike any of these picks. I'm not falling out of my chair for any of these picks, but I do think that Odon is probably the guy to watch out for out of this rookie class. He's probably the, the dude that they're going to try to rebuild this whole defense around. Yeah, I'll probably settle on a B as well. Um yeah. I think while like the, the icy pick is definitely the best one that they had, especially with the showing that he had a UPA, I think everything else is kind of just got like a, it's fine, maybe like above average guys, yeah. right? Um, definitely the Odon pick is structured around threes, 
this is uh, a team that if we had like a, an ad drop alert or ad wave alert, I think Odom might be that guy. Like after really, oh, I'm, I, go, I like, think you know. I think he's there for good. Well, he's been, he's just, looked good in fives. I mean, uh, definitely right. But you never know how things could end up going, especially mm-hmm. when you get down into that world. You gotta wonder even how how does threes go? Like, are you still gonna be able to perform in that? So yeah, I think I go B. Uh, I really do like Odon and threes. So I'm really yeah, gonna like 100%. the IC Odon and Vandy combination. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think B is like right. Is it? It's not like. It's a good draft. It's not something that excites you, though. I'm not like looking at this like, oh my god. I'm not no. getting the same Gen G feel of when I'm looking at this roster and naming off these picks. I'm just like, that's good. I'm gonna. I will say, I probably won't have Grizz Gaming circled on my calendar uh, until we get the yearly Vandy hot streak. And you can always tell it's coming. He'll have oh, like I'm circled in threes. Threes, in, in threes yeah, dude. In fives, Vandy. This will happen to Vandy. He'll be kind of mid for like the first two weeks of the season. And then there'll be just a random night where the Grizz will have like two games in one night. Well, Vandy will drop like a 26 and 10 and a 28 and eight and back-to-back wins for Grizz gaming. I will be there, Dirk. I will be there when we get the random Vandy hot streak. Uh, all right, let's go to who's next on my alphabetical order. It is Hawks Talon. They got duck and they got best bait duck at pick 35 bait. at pick 11. Um, I'm going to slap this, with a B minus. Uh, I'm just okay with this draft. I, I've said before, I'm not as high on bait as I think everybody else is, but you know, the chemistry is already there with him and this team, and that's why they picked him. Um, I'm okay on Duck. I think Duck will be fine to pick 35. We just kind of know what Duck is. D- Duck will come in. He will manage this team. This team will be fine because he's on it. It's fine. It is what it is, um, but I'm also not going to shower the Hawks with glory because they picked Duck at pick 35. You know, it, it's it, it's an okay, It's fine. I don't really think this team's future is changed uh, by them drafting Bait or Duck. If they're lucky, Bait will be a guy that they retain. I don't know if Duck is like their absolute like future face of the franchise point guard. So I'll, I'll go with B minus. This Hawks team is fine, but I I worry Dirk that in their effort to create a normally good two K league team, uh, the entire East just kind of hopped over the Hawks this offseason and said, hey, while you're trying to make a competent team, we're all trying to make great teams. And I'm worried that the Hawks are just a smidge too far behind the rest of the conference to like really like totally pat themselves on the back. The Hawks kind of have like a power forward curse right now, right? They yes, they, they have, have had for a long time. Put back, Dewan, now Bait. They, they, they go through them. Shots. I don't think they've ever had a power forward for more than one season. Yeah, I... I'm going to go with a B on this one, too. It's kind of, I, I kind of get like the same Grizz feel, right? To where I'm just like, oh, it, it's, it's good picks. Um, the power forward chemistry, I think with them already playing early. And I feel like when you play with somebody before the draft, you, you definitely get a good feel of how that person is. And while you might be like, oh, it's like a honeymoon stage, right? We just play with them a couple weeks. I'm like, yeah, this is probably going to be our guy. So like that trust, I'm more giving it the higher grade because they did get duck. I think it's just the veteran leadership that he's going to bring with this team at the point guard position, I think was very, very much necessary compared to all the other point guards that were still left on the board at that sure. time. Right. I mean, obviously with everybody that kind of ended up going, I think it helped out that a lot of these teams took some of those tier three guards that you had, yeah. which left a wide open spot for some of the tier two guys. But in terms of getting MDS going, having him the year that he should have had last year, this year, it's bringing in somebody like duck who, who always somehow, finds a way to get the job done. Yep. Obviously, I think this is a, a role that he has never had to face so far in his NBA 2K League career with this team of kind of being like, you're the last pick. 
but you're you, you're in an aspect. You're going to be our guy at the point guard position. Sure, MDS is going to be running the show, but we count on you to really manage this game to get oh, us to the right spots. Derek, I might I might be putting the the wave ad alert on on this duck pick. Not again. I'm, Surely not. I, I like, just the, just I'm just I'm putting I'm putting I I just if there's a point guard who looks awesome in post draft and the Hawks look bad, I just. I mean, they they if, might just go for the guy. If, if Duck back to back years gets it'll be horrible. Wave, it'll be horrible. I can't believe of, I like said not it. even getting a chance to play fives in a league. I will flip. It will I'll look give, awful, and I hope the Hawks bad. don't do it. But but I'm just I mostly put it out there for it's the point guard spot. It's definitely going to be upgraded on multiple times in ad wave in the future. And he was the last pick in the draft. And just value wise, them picking up a point guard who's great in post draft could work out very well for them in terms of their future assets. So we'll see. I don't know if the Hawks move that way, and I would feel terrible for Duck, but I'm also going to put the same ad wave on on the next guy for our next team. So well, do you want to like, talk I about mean, the next team? Well, I, going to your point, like the ad wave thing, right? Like when you're looking up point guards, that would even be left. You're looking at BP, which I don't think BP is ever going to go back to Atlanta. I just do not sure, see sure. that. Being, being a thing who could think is definitely right Book's an option potentially like if, if that happened then who after that like i think i think i think meter dunk uh also an option for that team i wouldn't be surprised if there's like a couple other point guards that look really good in threes maybe they pop up and start going off i don't know i just we'll see i, I guess is yeah. my number one point we'll see i i I worry for Duck, and I worry for the guy on our next team, uh, Tay, at Heat Check Gaming, uh, who I am going to slap the exact same grade. Actually, I'll go a little bit lower. I'll go C+. Um, I like Tay a lot. I think Tay is the exact point guard this team needs. Um, it's just the point guard that this team needs to be good needs to be like a defense-first, playmaking-oriented point guard. And... If you're going to do the Kai experiment, which they're which they're going to do, which I commend them for trying because I think shooting guard is his right position, you kind of have to ha like handcuff yourself almost at the point guard position to take somebody of a, I don't want to say a lesser talent, but you're taking somebody of a very different skill set than usually has worked in the league. Like, if, if this was season two, I think this tape pick would be much more lauded because that kind of play style was very, very good back in season two. I worry if the point guard position in the league has just kind of evolved past the defense playmaking kind of Rajon Rondo style point guard. Um, but at the same time, I like Tay as a player. I'm, I will, however, for the same respect to him, I'm, I'm going to put the same kind of maybe ad wave warning on the Tay pick just because he's, he's a rookie. He's going to have to prove himself on this team. And if they're playing scrims and the chemistry isn't really working with Kai, um, I can see them make a move. But I like Tay. I'm happy that Tay is getting a shot. Um, but I, I think like guys like him, all these new guards that were taken, and I just want to preface this because I feel like putting people on this ad wave list is really cruel. I think teams are going to be way more active in their rumors and their usage of ad wave this year. I think they saw what happened last year and how well it can operate for them. So I'm just going to be here for the players in the league. I will never lie to you. If I think you're a candidate for this, I'm going to say it because I care about you in a way that your GM won't. He won't tell you that you're that you might be on the block. I will be here to to let you know before they do because <laughs> they they won't they'll lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. So we'll we'll see. These guys are going to have to fight for their spots because there's a lot of guard talent out there still. Uh, I'll copy your grade. I'll go C plus. Um, I think it is. I think it's more tough for like comparing it to the last situation, right? With Duck and the Hawks yeah. compared to this, one, is that I don't think we'll ever see MDS play point guard. 
Kai, we've already seen play point guard. So when you like start to to ring the bell on the ad wave, who's to say they're like, let's move Kai to point guard position. Let's replace Tay. Let's bring in another high scoring shooting guard who's maybe better on defense, right? Yeah. And go down that route. Um, I do like it because I remember even saying to you, uh, like before the draft, it's like the the Heat desperately just need a game manager, right? They need yeah. somebody who is going to be able to take control of things, get Kai actively involved if they need to, not do anything too flashy. And it's definitely the type of guy that they got. But yeah, I think it's we're we're not going to see him till fives. Yeah, and I think that is the hardest part about all that is that you're going to have to judge everything based off of troll scrims. <laughs> I mean, that, like, that's the thing. I feel like this season you could get a 2K PhD writing a dissertation about how to make a team that wins around Kai. Like, I feel like you could do a whole data experiment on how to get a team. Like, what's the proper team to put around Kai for him to win? And I feel like that would be... I would read that. I would definitely read that oh, dissertation. Yeah. Um, Sign me up. I'm very interested to see what Famous does with this team. You know, it sounds like he's trying to put together a really unique offense to make this team click. Uh, but, you know, you, you and I... You and I... It takes a lot to impress you and I. So, we'll, we'll see what he, uh, what he doles out. Uh, let's go to the Hornets. Uh, they made three picks, uh, constantly or lauded across the board for their picks. Fluke Lock at six, Trey Dollars at fourteen, and then Mooch at seventeen. Um, like I went back to my draft grades, I gave the Mooch pick a B. I gave the Trey Dollars pick an A minus. I gave the Fluke Lock pick an A. So I'll I'll land on kind of the average of all three of those grades, and I'll B stick with plus. it. I was gonna go with an A minus. Close it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I give it the A just because they achieved exactly what they needed to. They put, picked up Fluke Lock to solidify their front court, um, and they already know that that's a winning front court. They grabbed the guy in Trey Dollars who will win them series in threes and keep them competitive in an entire game mode by himself. And they snabbed Mooch, who is a good prospect to take a swing on in a class like this, especially when you're pairing him with a guy he already has chemistry with. I just think this is a really intelligently put-together team. Um I feel like there are guys that maybe they could have taken a swing on. Maybe they could have interpreted this draft a little differently, like not taking fluke lock at the top, taking a higher leverage guard, moved up higher in the draft to take a guy. But I think for they what they ended up with, they ended up with three good league starters, one of which has star potential, one of which will play in every single uh, every single game for them, and one of them that's in a good 5v5 mode. Um, I don't think I'm going to put Mooch on ad, ad wave alert. I feel like they are going to give him a full five season. I don't think he's going to get bougied up out of there. Um, I think, I think we'll, I think we'll see Mooch uh, play games for Hornets Venom and vibes. So are you giving them eight? I'll give it a minus. Yeah. A minus. I like their picks. Okay. Let me, let me write that down real quick. Um, I'll go B plus okay. just for the sake of not just having the exact same grades at each other the entire mm -hmm. time. Um, I, I do like it. The, the pick that I just love the most is obviously the flu lock one, just bringing back exactly what they had last year. So, now we're going to get a, an absolute full season to get to see what kind of defense that they are going to bring to the table. Because how good that it looked with what? How, when did Fluke Lock come in? It was like three weeks to season ending or a yeah. month? Oh, uh, basically three weeks. It was right before. I think it was right before the turn or maybe right in the middle of the turn. It was after the yeah. tip off. So that I, I think that's great. Um, Trey Dollars, I know how good that he has looked. And I think they're going to be a dog in threes. I, I, as I have kind of the point when he came in right with the Celtics. Did have the grade of the year. Got picked up by the Lakers last year. Didn't really hear anything about that after being a guy who was picked up. Yep. This is his year for me that he has to to show it. That not just all this pre-draft stuff and how good you can look pre-draft. That you have to come in and 
make a statement, right? Honestly, I, I'm not saying become a, a top three shooting guard. Give me top five. He's, I he's, think it's fair. He's the first player in that I've ever scouted to land on tier one on my list three different times. The first two times he did not get retained by the team that ended up picking him. So third time's the charm, right, Derek? Is that the old saying? Oh, yeah. Third time's the charm? Well, like, I mean, I want to see him take that leap, right, of somebody who's like, I got a lot to to prove. Like, I'm, I'm dogging people out now. Look how good I am. Cool. It's great if you're doing that in retail. Now it's time to elevate your game, especially now where you have a chance to where, what, Saints saying it, it hits his uh, last year in the league. Um, I know Crown floated the idea this past year. Who's to say that he maybe is the guy out? It's a chance for Trey Dallas to take over and, and find this job security mm -hmm. in the league, which is what everybody wishes for. So I think yeah. that pick hits. Me, I, I do like the Mooch pick. I think Mooch yeah. still has a lot of upside in this league for fives to yeah, get in the right environment on. just from seeing the improvements that he's been able to make. So I, I do like that. I still have a little bit of questions though, right? I know Mooch and Trey Dollars have played a lot in retail. It's a different level when you do end up going to the league. So how are they going to end up feeding off each other in that type of environment? So that's why I didn't kick it all the way up to an A. Almost The fluke lock pick, Harris, was almost enough to bump me up to the A-. minus. Sure. That's where I still have the, the little backcourt questions that I have more so looking over towards fives. I think that's fair. All right, let's go to Jazz Gaming. Fiend at pick nine, Miami at pick 20, and then Jazz Gaming at 33. You go first on this one. I keep going first. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. I, know I don't keep up as much. Yeah. I said to JT, I was like, who's Fiend? <laughs> That's it, again, because I, I nearly watch as much. So, like, obviously, I had it, to ask the questions of it. Yeah. Because, like, I trust your judgment, right? And while I used to be in my bag, knowing a little bit about everybody because I used to play against all them. I look at your list, right? I keep up every now and then, UPA, looking at some of the live streams, but like other shit that, right, in the offseason. I, I I put focus into other things, different sides of content. I trust your judgment with everything. So when I see a guy that's tier three, I'm like, you know, they, they can't be that great. It's, a, it's like, an upside swing pick. That that's that's it's 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 a total swing for the upside. Uh, the the issue is, and I'll let you get back to your grade in a second. The issue is, is that like the floor is one year and out, and they're one of the worst teams in the West. Like it's 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 hard to grapple with. But but go go into your grade. I, I'm going to do a longer thing on the Jazz here. I'll probably go. I'll probably go like a. I want to go D plus or C minus. Okay. I think it is is yeah. a fair side. Um, I don't want to give them the B5 treatment because I feel like B5 kind of threw theirs to where like the Jazz one, it can make a little bit of sense, I guess, with, with the guys that they have, right? They have two guards. That's solidified. Yep, they don't have three guards that are going to be on a team. Uh, the Miami pick was a little interesting. I still think it's going to be great, but you remember like this team handles team. They, they had drama every single time they play together when it's not elite Kaze and Miami. So now you're getting two pieces of that trio and I don't know how their chemistry is. It seems like everything falls apart each time that they end up playing with each other. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really interesting. Uh, I'll go C minus, uh, C my official grade for them. Uh, I, I, I think, honestly, out of all of them, I think probably Justin and Miami are the two best picks that you could have had from that. Because I think Justin for threes is going to yeah. be phenomenal. I think Kazi is going to be great. Miami's a sure shot. I just don't understand the reasoning of not having Rhea play threes. Unless they have something up their sleeve. To where he's somehow going to be out there. I yeah. just do not see a world where where Rhea touches the floor in that mode with the guys that they pick. So I will go C minus just for having the logic of two guards picking up a power forward. I think I think Comp had a really good plan coming into this draft, and I think he might have 
I don't want to say take taking the bait on too many rumors, but I feel like he took a couple of big swings here and they didn't land in the way that he thought. Um, I think that he thought that if he took Fiend at nine, that Trey Dollars was going to be there at 20. That didn't happen. I think once he got to pick 20, he realized that there were none of the shooting guards that were left, so he took Miami, who I think the original plan was to take Miami with their last pick. And I think he got to their last pick and he was like, crap, I don't, still have, I don't have a guard yet who can play threes. And he took Justin because Justin looked great when we were in person at UPA and I think was definitely worth a, a chance in the league. I figured more on a community team than on a real team. But I, I, th- that theme picked to me at 20. The rumors on draft day were is that there were a couple teams that were that were looking at him after the ninth pick. And because Comp heard about that, he wanted to take Fiend at nine to get his guy. I just wonder if their team would have been better if they let Fiend go to a different team. They are th- That is a really, really, really big pick to take on a guy like Fiend. Because like I said, if that pick doesn't land, they're going to be bad. And also, Dirk, let's be honest, he's not going to play threes. So they spent the ninth overall pick on a guy who's not going to play half the season. And then they took his shooting guard, who's going to play for the first half of the season. But that's also not going to be, his, likely not going to be his 5v5 shooting guard. I'm, I'm also going to put the the ad wave alert on Justin just because I, I don't think he's ready to play league shooting guard. I, I think defensively he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Um so I just I just don't really understand like kind of like what the backcourt construction is here. You have a, a guard, a point guard who's not going to play threes, but you spent the fi- fifth pick on him. You have a shooting guard who's probably not going to play fives, and you spent the thirty third pick on him. Them two are probably not going to be able to create any ca- any actual chemistry because Fiend's not going to be playing, and then Justin's not going to be playing fives, at least in my opinion. And then the Miami pick. Why do you need Miami? Why not just take a fives power forward and let Rhea play threes? Unless you're looking for internal competition to like push Rhea, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm perplexed by this team. I, I feel like comp had a much different plan going into the draft than the one that he ended up with. Um, I, I, I'm sure he's still happy with his team cause he ended up with some talented guys. I just think, I think this draft went very differently than comp thought it was going to go. And all of a sudden kind of up, ended up with a team that he didn't really foresee in the first place. Cause this, this team, if this was the plan coming in, there's no way that this was the plan coming in. There's just no way. Like, there's there's just no way that this is how it was constructed. And I feel like the Jazz are probably just like a, all right, well, let's just figure it out role. I think this team is going to be sick in threes. I want to make that very clear. I think this team is going to be bonkers in threes. I think the Justin Kaze Miami slash Rhea combination is going to be awesome. I think they're going to be a threat in, like, every tournament. I don't know if they'll win anything, but I think this threes team will make them money in some capacity. Fives. I'm putting an N.A. next to it because I don't think it's fair to judge this team on fives because I don't think this is their fives team. I think Six Mello is a big option coming out of the wave ad for them if he continues to play. Um, I think there are a bunch of great shooting guards who they could end up pick up if Justin doesn't make the cut. It's just weird. I've never seen Justin not play point guard, and I've also never seen Justin play defense. So I'm unclear as to why that was the pick. So I'm I'm a stick. I'm a stick with a D plus for the Jazz. Um, Fiend, Fiend is in a crazy spot. He is in a really, really crazy spot, and I, I think he'll play well. I think I'm, I'm going to put my stake in the ground right now. I don't think Fiend is going to be bad. I think Fiend will be fine, but I think the problem is that Fine is not going to win them anything. And if he's fine, they're going to be kind of bad. So not a fan. I'm not a fan of reaches with the nine over. It's a big reach. Over a pick. It's a big reach. So. And some people will say it's not a reach. That's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. We'll all find out when the game starts. So. Yeah. Um, let's go to our next team, uh, f- uh, Kingsguard Gaming. They get uh, score pick four. They get kick at pick seven, and they get fat at pick ten. Uh, seems like they honestly, Dirk, just like we were talking about with the Jazz. Seems like the Kings came into the draft. They had a plan. 
They executed on that plan, and they got the three guys that they wanted coming into the draft. They got in, they got their guys, and they got out. Uh, I'm going to give this one just a solid A. I think they did really, really well here. Um, I don't think this team is going to be that good, uh, to be honest with you. I still think this team is going to be closer to the bottom of the West, but that's okay because the whole point of this Kingsguard draft was to change the culture, start getting new faces in here that are actually going to be a part of this team's future, and see what you got out there in terms of talent. You know, I think... I think the score pick is great. He's going to be on the Kings team for a long time unless he asks out in some sort of dramatic fashion. Uh, I think Kick is a great guy to take a swing on. I'm not even sure like what he is, but I feel like in terms of a talent at two different positions, he's absolutely a guy that you want to take a pick on. And then Fat is a fine pick at 10. Do I think he's worth the 10th overall pick? No, but that was the Kings' last pick. So him being the 10th pick doesn't really matter. He was just the point guard that they wanted. He was their last pick, so they took him. Um, I'm not the highest on fat. I think fat will be fine. Um, but again, the Kings came in with a plan. They executed on that plan. And now let's see what they got. Uh, I'll give it an A. I think it's my first solid A so far. But again, I want to put my stake in the ground. There wasn't really a huge pathway for this team to be good coming out of the draft. That remains the same looking at how ridiculous some of these teams are. But I'm happy that the Kings are going to be watchable this year. That's all I can ask for, Derek. That's all I can ask for at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go A minus. Okay. Um, I like the fat pick. I like the score pick. I'm really interested to see how fat's going to be at the league level at the point guard position. Yep. Um, uh, I, I still, I know that what we have right now, Bray at lockdown and kick at the center position. Yes, um, that's also like another thing. It's, I always have such like a back and forth with some teams is like when you bring in guys who are versatile or can play this position, you want to flip them around. Guess where it thinks like you, like for me looking at Bray, um, I do think that he's probably the guy that you want to build around the lockdown position because I feel like you need somebody who's going to be able to make game-changing plays. He's looked great um, this offseason, so, too, for what it's worth. Yeah, I I do like that. So, I mean, yeah, with, with the picks, that's why it, it's another one of those things, right, where this is a, a little bit different because a lot more higher picks with the Kings here. Same Hawks talent type vibe, though, like good draft. And then kind of move on from it, right? It's not, not something in the Western Conference that's going to be like, oh, man, like we have a brand new contender coming right out of the draft. I, I still think that this team is going to struggle greatly, I think, more on the defensive side um, with that with that Bray, carry, and kick combination. Um, I think it's just going to be a whole – it's going to be a lot out there in the West. I have the Kings in fives currently behind – the Warriors, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Pistons, the Pacers, the Mavs, and the T-Wolves, and maybe the Grizz. So I still have the Kings towards the bottom of the West, but I will be watching Kingsguard gaming games this year. I want to see how that team plays. Um, yeah. Because I think next year they could be really dangerous if Kick and Bray uh, emerge into star players. Uh, Knicks gaming, they get an NA because they didn't draft anybody. Uh, Lakers, they had one pick at pick 29. They took Dynasty. Um I think the rumors of Dynasty's demise are wildly overstated. Um, I think if you look at a lot of his pro over the past like couple of months, a lot of it has been without a dominant shooting guard. A lot of the dominant shooting guards have gone elsewhere to play with other teams. Um, and he has very much been on an island. Uh, he's been playing. He play, he's been playing a lot, I, I should say. He's been trying to get his way back, been trying to kind of find his, his skill set back. He's still money from the mid-range. His three-point shot has lost him a little bit. Um, I just think he's the perfect fit on this team. I'm going to give it a B plus just because I think the questions about Dynasty's overall skill sets are absolutely valid. I just think they're a little bit overstated. Um, I think we as a community, when rumors about somebody like this get into the water, we kind of take it all as fact and say, all right, he must be bad. 
there, there's a great player in there somewhere, and this is a team that's going to hopefully be able to pull out that great player. But I also, just to, just to be fair and just to keep it even, he is a late pick in the draft guard. I might put the ad wave warning on him just in case he still continues to slip, but I think his work ethic and his the talent that he's going to be surrounded with is going to get the most out of him. I don't think he will be ad waved, but just off the possibility that he just completely bottoms out, I'll, I'll toss it out there. I, but I don't see that happening. I mean, the, the only thing that could happen, like the worst case scenario for him is that he gets dropped for bash. But I, I, I personally don't think that's going to happen. But I just, I just want to be fair to the other guards. I gave some of the other guards ad wave alerts, so I'll, I'll be fair and applied here too. So which one you go? B, B what? I'm going to go B plus. B plus. No. I'm going to go with A. Ooh, ooh, dropping the, the fat I, A. The reason I give it the big old A is because when you generate as much hype as him and Tutok did, right, with Spicy Boys, yeah. going from pre-draft, wagering the Warriors as soon as they're coming off of winning a championship to uh, in post-draft once the league was done, then going into pre-draft and looking at how good you did, right? I'm I'm not too hard on him because this kind of reminds me, like, with if the the quote unquote drop of his gameplay, it's kind of like with with chess when he went for the league back in season three, when he was playing in those tournaments. My God, he was the best point guard on planet Earth. Then he stopped playing. Yeah. Then those performances leading up to the draft were nowhere near as spectacular as they once were. Mm -hmm. So I think when you generate that much hype and you are that good, right? Because you have to think. We just had this conversation at the top of the pod. If this league build is anything like patch one, mm -hmm. patch two they'll be perfectly fine, right? With the shots that Dynasty's taking, the moves that he's making. Yep. So I think that's something that has to factor in. I also think when you have work-life balance in terms of him going to school, him to study for these quizzes, Tests, I think now exams. that you get six quizzes. months to just, to exams, yeah. you get to lock <laughs> in for six months. You get to play nothing but 2K all day, every single day. With the best players in the world. With the best players exactly. in the world. He's got Kai next to him. And... So I think when you factor that in, how good that he is then, you're going to give him all this practice time. You already got the second best point guard in this entire draft class this late into the draft, going on to a team with some killers that are going to be on it. That's why I get an A. I mean, this is like Dynasty is a guy that you'd probably, logically speaking, you'd be like, he should be like one of the second point guards that's taken off the board. Yep. But again, some of those guys are down there in that T3, tier three zone. Opened up the doors. I, I think the Lakers got a little, a uh, little bit blessed, to be honest with you. The fact oh, that Dynasty sure. went down that far. I'll be honest, Derek. It's so. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The range of possible outcomes for Dynasty this year, I think, is the biggest of any player in the league. He could end <laughs> like seriously end up being like one of the three to five best point guards in the league, or he could not even make it to fives. Like it's mm -hmm. it's a wild range of outcomes. We obviously hope he ends up on the good side of that because we we want everybody yeah. to play well. It's just it's just crazy to think like what his career could be, especially considering how good he was for a lot of this pre draft. So all right, let's go into Magic Gaming here. Um, they snag Jay Bullen at three. They get Snubby at thirty four. Um, I'm 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 gonna go with the B plus here. Uh, I. I, 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 if, man, do you know what? If anybody's going to do it, it has to be me. I question the snubby pick. I, I, I know that he's looked like a god on this game, but like we've seen him in the league. We've seen him in the league. It hasn't been that impressive. They're moving his position now to see if they can get something more out of it. Um, we'll see. Like, we'll see if it works. I love the Jay Bullen pick. I think the Jay Bullen pick is going to be fantastic for them, but I'm also going to put snubby on, on the ad wave warning. There are a lot of good locks that are still out there that are going to be playing in post draft. And if he's not up to snuff, 
Jonah's going to have to make a move. I know him and Snubby are tight. That was his assistant coach. He brought him back this year. Obviously, they're close. But it's like, this team has title potential. I'm telling you, man. A team of unguardable DJ, Jay Bullen, and Godlike has title potential. This team could be really, really good. If Snubby's not up to snuff, they're going to have to figure it out. So I'm, I'm not as sold on the Snubby pick. I know everybody else is. He's a very, very talented 2K player. He would not be consistently kept around this league if he wasn't. It's just this, this is a big swing for a team that's trying to make the playoffs for the first time without the ticket in their team history. With the best roster going into a season that they've ever had. I just wonder if the snubby pick was a little bit too like, we're going to get our guy. And I wonder if that like they went a little bit too deep into our guy territory. So we'll see how snubby goes. I'll still give it a B plus, but I'm not nearly as sold on it as everybody else in the community is. I feel like people have been talking a little bit crazy about what his league expectations are. He was the 34th pick in the draft for a reason. There's a reason that no other team in the league was really considering him for a spot. I'm just going to put that out there. I think he was like kind of a guy in the draft pool that people were just kind of looking at like. I had him on my draft board and I had people in my chat that didn't even know that he was still like going for the league or even trying for the pool. He got in through the Cavs tournament, which I think was one of the first that we had. So I feel like he kind of got in that everybody forgot about him. Um, but look, his his tape on lock looks great. His tape on shooting guard and point guard before he came into the league also looked great. And, you know, he was fine. He was fine in season four. He was pretty uninspiring in season five. He missed last year. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes with the snub hub. What's your grade on him? Um, I will go B plus as well, but that is just solo carried by Jay Bullen. Yeah. Um, I just think like having him is what carries his entire grade. Again, like I, I'm, I'm always one to advocate for, for snubby, right? Cause like we always say he's a gamer. He, he is phenomenal. Any game that you put in front of him, but that's the thing, right? It's just, we're playing 2k. So throw the gamer stuff outside of the window. I think obviously with him now, kind of changing up his career and switching to a lockdown position where he has looked very good. I just don't know if that's going to translate to the league level, especially I know that there was times even remotely, like we were jumping to listen-ins or see him communicate. He's not like the, 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 the loudest guy by any means. And I feel no. like at the lockdown, that's going to be a very pivotal thing. I think kind of to your point that you brought up to where they just looked at this pick and like, let's get, let's get a safe pick. Let's yeah. get somebody that we know is going to come in, not be an issue in the locker room. Somebody that we're very close with. I'm stunned. Now, follow you, us the pick. I'm yeah, so stunned. I was stunned. about to say, I'm if so you stunned. swapped out Snubby right here with Follow, give me an A plus. I'm gonna have my first A plus of the of, of this entire like draft grading that we've done. Yeah. Just because of that, I'm I'm not entirely sold on Snubby either. I think there's a lot of questions as to why. Okay, like there he's taken here. Why was there no talk of him even potentially being drafted by? Any team, but any of the other teams that, that need a lock, and I heard that yeah. they were kind of set on him going into the draft. That like if a couple guys were off the board, that that's who they were going with, no matter what. That was why they traded back because they're like, all right, like we're gonna get him anyway. Um, so look, I I I want to make it clear. I believe in this Magic team. I think they're gonna make the playoffs without the ticket for this for for the first time in team history. If they don't, it's probably gonna be because Snubby just didn't like get there. And I, I wonder, just, I, I wonder, are they gonna have the balls to give him the hook if it's not working out? I mean, yeah, it's the thing. Like, we're not going to see Snubby until fives because yep. it's probably going to be what unguardable Jay Bolin. God, and like, oh my God, God they're going to be devastating. <laughs> they're going to be so, so good like, at threes. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, it, it lock is a very tough position. I feel like to scout compared to maybe guard too. This year, because especially. when you're looking at the retail version and like all the plucks, I think if I was if I was going through and I was scouting lockdowns post draft, I'm looking at the guys that are just giving me like raw bump and the guys who are giving me bump steals. Like, I would I would generally go through and look at the tape and be like, okay, this guy's gotten. Five plucks yeah. steals. 
that's not happening really at the league level. Maybe some crazy swings. I'm looking for the guy that's giving me the full court press. Who's there on the rotations, whatever the communications. So yeah, if we're like, feel like we're throwing little ad wave warnings on a lot of guys, it, it would definitely, if there was anybody on this five, it would a thousand percent be snubby. But yeah, I think uh draft grade hundred percent carried just by Jay Bullen. Agree. All right, let's go to Mavs gaming. They made a one pick. They nabbed Fana at pick 24. Um, I will give this one. Shots. How do I feel about the fan of pick from a grade perspective? If I'm feeling this way, I think I'm just going to drop a solid B on it. Um, I feel good about him in threes. I feel okay with them and with, with him in fives. I'm happy that fan is in the league, but I'm not like blown away by this pick. I, I don't think it's like a, Oh my God, the Mavs got Fana. lock it up, baby playoffs for the Mavs. Like I think Fana is still very much a project in the league. Um, a project that I hope they're able to get an A on, haha, Cause we're keeping it with grades. Um, I hope they figure out the fan of problem because if they can figure that out, that's really the difference between them kind of dominating the West with their pace and tempo and just not really having the firepower. Like he's really the answer for, are they going to be able to score enough to keep up with teams in the West? And if he can't, they're going to be bad. And if he can, they're going to make the playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to give it a B just because I'm unsure if he can handle the offensive burden that they're going to be able to going to put on his shoulders. Uh, I do like this team in threes. However, there's just so many good threes teams. We'll see. This is a really big spot for Fana. Fana can lock himself on this Mavs team if he has a great season for a couple of years. Like, if he really locks in on this team, he, he could be the face of the Mavs with Dave Fry for a long time. But this this is a really big season for him. So I'll, I'll give it a B. A lot of pressure. Um, I'll go B minus, almost floating A. Uh, no, sorry. B plus, almost floating A minus. Okay. Um, Reason being, I think Fanta... Kind of just like even coming into the league one, I feel like he just had that shooting guard feel to it. I don't yeah. think there was ever a world where I'm like, this guy no. is going to be a top fives guard, uh, fives point guard in this league. I think that when he came into the league, right, and what people might not know out there is that 3v3 when he was in the league was when we still had the archetype set at 95 overall. Game speed was slower. That first year threes wasn't nearly as fast paced as it is now. Reason being, everybody's building on 99. I remember saying to you last year, I'm like, Harris, like this 99 overalls and threes right now, Fanta was in here. This would be a lot different of a story, which yeah. we did see him on the community side, right? Yeah. Had his, had his performances, you know, so be it. I think when you spend that much time out of the league with how much he plays the game, it's very hard to be bad at the game. To where now your role is just going to be, okay, I want to be the guy. You have to be the guy who's just going to go out there, go get yourself a bucket. I think they're going to be even nastier in threes, especially with the guidance of like, somebody like Dave Fry with this team. Yeah. I think that's my key is that anybody that you put with Dave Fry at that position. And if you are a hardworking guy and you listen, there's no reason by the end of this year that you should not be brought back to this team. Yeah. No, hundred like, percent. Like, I think, they, if, I think even though like you won championships with B rich, there's a reason B rich got brought back for those. But like, he does the little things, always, man. He always yeah, did the little right? things. So that's what I think for Fanta, I think that's going to be the key thing. Um, Threes is going to say everything that we need to know about the, how this Mavs season is going to go. And I'm going to be brutally honest with you, right? If he does not have a good threes run, is it even out of the questions where maybe it's like, okay, well, we might have to drop this oh, guy. You, are you I putting think, the I alert think, down? Are you putting the I alert? Would, if, if we're doing it for every single team, we, like all those not every five, single, Not every single team, but I think we've been, yeah, been pretty selective. But like, I, I think that if there is anybody on this team, I think Cap is safe. I think Cap will be be fine. I think that's obviously got brought over there for a reason. That's probably a day fry call, right? To have yeah. somebody that 
he has played with and kind of knows what level he can play at. But yeah, if it was anybody, it would definitely be him, especially if threes is is very, very underwhelming. Yeah, if threes goes awfully, they'll probably be like, all right, like, do we, do we like, cup eight on this experiment early? But I don't think threes is going to go poorly. I think what's going to happen to the Mavs is what's going to happen to a lot of teams. And I think they might just end up getting swallowed up into the mid-range, into the bubble, because of how insane the other teams are in threes. So we'll we'll see. Dave Fry is going to have to elevate this team, as he always does, but he's going to have to really do it again this year. I do have a question, and Ooh. you probably know this more than I do. Mm. Um, how does it go with ad wave? Like, who gets priority on ad wave? Is it like the the worst teams get? I the think first it's selection? priority based off of three v three record. It's either okay. that or it's based off of the five v five final record from last year. Maybe it's like the draft order. I'm pretty sure in some capacity, it's very similar to the NFL, where it's like the worst teams get first dibs and the best teams get last dibs. Um, so the Mavs, if the if Basically, the teams that are ad-waving are probably towards the top of the order anyway. Um, mm. It's probably be pretty rare where you're going to see teams all the way at the bottom going for it. Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah. I, I do think that them having I, – I, I really like the fancy pick when it happened. Um, so i got a lot of high hopes for him because I've been seeing the work that he has put in right after a really weird run his first time out in the league. Yeah. And to show that resilience and to keep on going, change up your game entirely. Like, I can't remember the last time I've seen that man play point guard in fives. Like he is just really honed in like, Oh, I'm a shooting guard now. And so I I really do like that. No jumping back and forth. Like, do I still have it doing this and just kind of accepting that new role. So, and I think it too, with a lot of threes, heavy guys, they're used to defense. They're used to one-on-one defense at least. Cause that's all they have to do in the stage. Right. It's not the league level defense to where uh, you're constantly like everybody's guarding everybody in the retail version of the game. Right. So if I'll, Maybe you'll have a lockdown in there, but a lot of these point guards back in the day, especially they used to just be point guard versus point guard. Let's lock in that mano, way. Mano. So that that that's why I do like it. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be nice to have somebody like that next to Cap. Okay. All right, let's go to NBL Oz. I don't have a ton to say about this one. I feel like we talked a lot uh, about Oz a lot in our last one. Uh pick fifteen, they take Plu. Um, same thing I gave to the other rookie power forwards who were the one off picks. Giving him a B. I think it's a solid B. Yeah. Um Plu's fine. Um can he play defense at the highest levels? This team will definitely uh, show that because if he is not good defensively, this team likely will not be good defensively. Uh, I believe in bag motion as a one-on-one defender. I am interested to see how bag is going to play uh, in this defensive system. Last year, he had Connor and uh, uh, Ramo behind him. This year, it's going to be Milo and Plu, a much different uh, picture. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see what Moody gets out of this team. Um, a lot of people have this team pretty low in threes and fives. I actually think in threes, this team is going to be very interesting to watch. C's bag, Plu. I just, I like how that sounds. I like the, I, I just like how difficult it's going to be to beat them. And if Plu can really show some defensive upside, they're going to be good. I think in fives though, here, here's the problem in fives, Derek. Good Lord, the Eastern Conference is disgustingly good. I mean, you go, I I ranked the teams in the East, okay? This is where I landed. I landed Knicks, Magic, Sixers, your top three. Cavs, Gen G to close it out. Hornets get the ticket. That's just the six. Here are the teams after it. The Celtics with Leche and 630. The Nets with Greens. The Wizards with Benzo. The Raptors with Antoine Love. Heatcheck Gaming with Kai. And Hawks Talent with MDS. Oh, yeah, I just got to MBL, who made the finals last year out of this conference. It is disgusting. 
Um, I I feel for them. I think this is kind of a bridge year almost for NBL. See what you got in C's. Can Harry play the two guard? How is Bag gonna do? Kind of more, you know, as a as a real superstar face of the franchise guy. What do you have in Plu? And can Milo play at the top level? They have a lot of questions to answer on this team. I'm excited to watch them go through it. But I yeah, the East is gonna I think swallow them up. So I'll I'll give them a solid B. Yeah, I'll, I'll go B as well. Um. I think, like, at least, like, we know what to expect from Plu because he just played last year. I, I know Milo wasn't drafted, but, like, it has been so long since we've seen Milo in the league. Yeah, and it was a, a lot time. different the way everything was played back then. And I'm going to be honest with you, I just have not kicked up with Milo individually throughout his 2K career since that point to be like, okay, like, what is he doing differently, right, compared to a lot of these guys? I think for threes, they'll be okay, right, because I think C's going to draw so much attention to where Plu while you do have to play some defense, a lot of that is heavily reliant kind of on like the lockdowns and the point yes. guards because they're always getting switched into things. So I think if he can play like a role, almost like a DJ two cold did last year, right? Where there's a lot of drops out of the corner and making sure somebody has your back to be able to make one of those plays. I think they'll be fine. Fives is going to be real fun to watch. Um, I think bag motion bringing his experience. Obviously he's probably going to try to mold them into like a Pistons GT 2.0, right? Get blue sure. on the same page as them really get Milo locked in. That's going to be the key. Like you got to get him up to speed with how everything is going to end up going. So I'll go with a B just because uh, I do like Plu. kind of the same reason. I think when you're in the league, you get taken out of the league for something stupid really makes you sit there like, damn, damn. I, I'm an idiot. I really missed this. I want to be a part of this. So I feel like we're going to get like a kind of like a reignited Plu, And I think we're seeing that a lot too. Like even on his road to the league, a little bit more on the quiet side, had that UPA event where played crown went crazy. And everyone's like, Oh man, this dude's a dog to where now I feel like he's really solidified himself. This past pre-draft yeah, and a lot of being respect. like a top guy, a lot of yeah. respect from a lot of people this pre-draft. So, Hey, it's, it's a big pick for Plu. We'll see if he, uh, see if he lives up to it, man. He was, a uh, he was kind of a swing pick last year by the Hornets. Now he's uh, in a late lottery pick. So crazy rise, uh, nets and a, they didn't make any picks. Pacers and a they made no picks and that brings us to Pistons GT. They take Mona at 26. Uh, I am going to try to be fair here to the other players that I've given grades to. Uh, I'm going to go with a B minus on this pick. Um, let, let's just be let, let let's be serious about this pick. Now that he's in the league, I want to give him the equal respect that he's that that he deserves as a draftee in this. It, it's a really, really big swing. Let's be honest. Regardless of how much of a dog he's looked like in ANZ, it's a really big swing. We have no idea what he's going to be like against North American talent. And not to mention, <clears throat> he is being brought in to one of the most demanding teams in the league. And also a team that has extremely high expectations of themselves in both game modes this year. I mean, they did not bring in Jomar to sit around and not win. They did not bring in, they did not give up the third overall pick for Beast Move. To, to sit around and not win in fives. Like they, they made title, title altering moves this offseason that could get them to the top. And Mona's a really big swing. It's a really big swing. I almost wonder if it's too big a swing. If it hits, it's a grand slam. You know, if, if it hits, they probably win the title, honestly. But boy, is it a swing. Boy, is it a really big swing. His, his, his film looks great. Like, don't get me wrong, his film looks great. It's just. We've never seen anybody in his position succeed before. Never. 
not internationally, and especially on a team like this with so many expectations. It's probably the biggest challenge that any international player has really been given, more so than Warnox, who if, if, if Warnox is good and Dukes is bad, are we going to be surprised? No. But if Mona's bad and the Pistons don't win the title, it, it's all going to be on him. So I, I'm, I'm going to give it a B- minus just to be fair. Um, I, I think he has a lot of work ahead of him. I think he can do the work. Um, I think it's a fair swing. And again, if it hits, they win the title. Um, but uh, Dirk, I feel like I'm kind of the resident icy cold guy in this community. And when people are all like big and high hopes, I'm the one who kind of has to come in and tamper down expectations. This is me tampering down expectations. I, I'm, I, I need to see it before I really love this pick too highly. Hmm. See, I, I'm, I'm really torn going back and forth. Cause I feel like I'm going to have a, a lot different opinion than you because I got to see him. Yeah. You, you, you've, you've seen him in person, uh, of course, but a like, lot of the season's not in person. We, we should preface. Yeah. That. Um, in terms of like what they need and if he can come in and play like he did, I'm, I'm really kind of nearing almost like a B plus range. Interesting. Okay. And oh, this is so tough. Well, I'm just more, I, I, the one thing I hate Harris is looking at my grades and looking at how familiar I have for grades for teams. Like, damn, I've given out a lot of B's and B plus. Well, that's what the draft, draft is always going to be, yeah. right? You're going to have a lot of teams who square in the middle. Um, it's the bell curve, I'll, you know? I'll, okay. I'll, I'm going to go right in the middle. I'm going to go B. Okay. Uh, you said B minus. I right? said B minus. Your... Yeah, I I, so I went a little lower. I'll go B, almost reaching B plus. Reason being is, it is a swing, and I think that's why I knocked the grade down so much because this is a a team that is fighting for a five v five championship. They have made it clear. It's like we we just want to win the fives championship. They got beast moving, Jomar. <laughs> they got yeah, two six they, six they, seven year league pros now. They've gone all in in getting some of the best players in the world, and while the center position has now kind of drifted down as not being the most important position out there with this offense that they run. It is going to be one of the most important people. Out it's there. so demanding. If, it's if so demanding. Fails, if he fails for, you know, some way at the center position and Ant really wants a center based offense, right. With him setting screens, maybe not just going with five out. Then like you can't switch things around, but then you got to ask him to play either two of the most important positions out there on the floor in lock or power forward. Yeah. Which I just do not see happening. So I'm going to give it a B because I do think that he is going to come in and fit exactly what they need to do. I think he's going to be committed to it. I think he's going to be open to listening and kind of realizing that I'm up for the challenge. I am yeah. going into a championship caliber team. I am playing with the reigning MVP. I'm playing one of the best lockdowns, power forward shooting guards in the entire world. So I think it's just the different level of confidence those guys have out yeah. there in that community and coming over here. But if it does miss and they get to fives and they kind of get like a another year of Ramo, right? Not being able to shoot out of the corner, defense not looking. We'll you look know, at this pick crazy. very differently if that's we'll, the situation. We'll sit there yeah. and think. I think it's safe to say we'll sit there and look at the hopes of APAC just really crumbling and going straight down the track. I will say there there is a lot. I, I don't really even like saying this. There's a lot on APAC this year, man. Harry, Milo, yeah. and Mona all playing huge roles on their selective team. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they're. Uh, we'll see, if, we'll see if, what they got for us. If all three of them, if Harry doesn't adjust well to the shooting guard position, Milo's underwhelming, Mona's underwhelming, be tough chalk year. it up. Yeah. It's it's going to be, be really, really hard from anybody from that region unless MBL just continues to pick people. I think they, the I, they will, for what it's worth. Yeah. I think they will no matter what, but also it's like Harry's probably the best guard that the area has to offer. Milo and Mona are probably the best bigs that the area has to offer. There's some other ones that are kind of up and coming, um, but I feel like for the most part, those are probably going to be three of your top guys, at the very minimum, three of your top five. Yeah. So. 
we'll, we'll, we'll see how they perform. But yeah, big, big, uh, big opportunity for, for APAC. Hey, we, we said, you know, if, if everything goes wrong, if everything goes right, APAC community on top. So that, oh my that's, God. that's huge yeah, for if, them. If, yeah, if everything goes Milo, right. Milo, Mona, and Harry have big years. Big years. That APAC no. Invitational presented by Signal is going to be buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Raptors. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this one. Uh, symptoms drops to them at 32. Best shooting guard on the board at the time. They took the faller. There was always going to be a shooting guard that fell in the draft. I thought it was going to be Ubots. It kind of was. He fell to 30. Ended up being really symptoms down to 32. Um, this team is just okay. I, I worry that this team is really going to get swallowed up by the East. Um, I hum symptoms top of the key defensive uh, duo kind of eh, I'm gonna give this one a nice solid B I think symptoms is a really good player I think they got him at a great pick um, I do question his overall fit next to Antoine Love I like him as kind of like an off ball sharp I think Antoine Love is gonna have the ball a lot uh, I just feel like a lot of his role this year is gonna be helping Ham and crush out defensively and I've just never really seen that like top end defensive potential from symptoms like his offense is there the man could shoot the man could dribble with the best of him. he's actually a pretty sick playmaker from the two guard spot as well so that that team is going to score I just I wonder what the defense is going to be like um I wonder I, I I will say this I wonder if you swapped the Rigby and symptoms pick and you put symptoms on the Grizz and Rigby on the Raptors I wonder if we would be actually be happier with both teams um I, I yeah I, I sit with the year of Antoine Love and Rigby I don't know I feel like one year is enough for well, half I just a year I just think enough. that Rigby fits what they need at the two guard spot better than Symptoms does. I think Symptoms yeah. doesn't balance the team in the way that they need, but also I I mean this team is going to score like crazy, especially in an East where they're going to have to. So I'm okay with it. I'll give it a B. We're giving out a lot of Bs, but I don't really care. That's kind of the nature yeah, I mean, of the draft. Right, right in the middle of the pack. I'll go B as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be somebody who's necessarily going to change the entire outlook of this team. Yeah. I still think of his role on offense is going to be very basic of like, hey, just be ready to shoot with four seconds on the shot clock. Yeah. Um, to your point, I've been I've been high on symptoms in terms of his efficiency offensively. Like when he does get open, he knocks stuff down. We saw oh, yeah. the Magic run a lot of cool plays last year for him. He's an um, excellent offensive player. There's no yeah. question. No question but about the, that. The defense is it, it, it's like, I know like we're talking about symptoms, obviously, because he was drafted. I still stick to my point of like, this is a massive year for crush. Um, yeah. You're you're now solidified that you are a power forward in this league. Had the offseason fiasco with the Grizz. If you guys come out here like with Hom, Crush, Ball, Exceed, well, that's not even that great of a front court. Like Crush is definitely the name that still shines brightest out of all of them. But say you're the most underwhelming part of that defense, it's gonna say a lot. It's gonna be really bad up there in Toronto. So I'll go B. I don't think symptoms changes uh, nah. necessarily a whole lot, especially on the defensive side, which I feel like when you have Antoine Love, he's gonna get his no matter what. He's yeah. three bodies of that guy, he's still gonna find a way make a basic read, just throwing it down the seam. It's what he's been doing with Loki Godlike with Liquid this entire pre-draft. think that's where you needed somebody who's going to give you a little bit more defensive upside. Didn't really get that, so I'll just throw it in the middle of the pack. All right. Let's go to T-Wolves Gaming. Uh, I've swapped around on them, Dirk. I've gone back and forth on this grade, and I think I've just landed on a nice, solid A-. minus. Um, they have achieved the two best things that you can achieve when you're in their position in drafting. They've achieved A, picking up solid talent for the future so you know you're going to be good for years to come but making sure that those players are good enough this year so that your team doesn't bottom out this t-wolves gaming team is going to be a blast to watch this year period end of story this team is going to be so much fun they will be on everybody's televisions or everybody's tv screens monitors phones whatever we are going to watch a ton of this t-wolves team there's so many big names on this team there's so much potential and talent and narratives that come with this team 
I, I, I'm, I'm eating it up. I love it all. I've loved what they've, you know, I love how they've been scrimming recently. I just think this team is going to be super fun. I think they're going to be super competitive. I don't think they're going to be able to crack a very difficult Western Conference just because they have a lot of youth on this team. It's a very, very young roster between Tutok, Sub, Igimo, and Polo. Um, but they they have done, a from a draft perspective, they've done a great job of collecting the right talent, putting them together. The vibes seem really good on this team. And, man, just like the, the untapped potential of Polo, I feel is something that doesn't get talked about enough. We have been talking about this guy coming to the league for a long, long time, and there's a reason for that. And the flashes that he's shown us when he's coming to the league have been incredibly good. Like he was, he dragged that Dukes and Benitos team out of that group stage. If you remember the year that uh, that uh, he was late, uh, that he got brought in uh, when I believe it was Mario who was late to the party. Mm-hmm. So I'm high on this team. I'm gonna give it an A minus. I, I I still don't think they make the playoffs in fives. Maybe they get in through the ticket. Um, but I think in threes, they're going to be super fun. And yeah, the, t- the whole point of the T-Wolves this year was to stay interesting. Um, you know, stay as one of the top brands in the league. Improve your brand standing across the league with a new, interesting, fast-paced roster. And they achieved that very well by picking up also two of the biggest content creators in the whole draft class with Tutak and Iggy Mo. They're going to be on the front page of everything that the T-Wolves do this year. Um, I'm giving out my third A. Okay. I was gonna go um, A, but I tried. I I tried to rein in my excitement. Can I also switch this, to an A? I really like this yeah, class, man. They I killed mean, it. This, this was almost one of the ones where I was thinking A plus because of how good they did kill it. You got the best guy possible to go out there and try to replace Shifty Kai. You then looking at the power forwards, right? While there were so many amazing power forwards, you got a guy who is one of the best threes bigs in the entire world who's really been elevating his games in the fives world. And as you just said for Polo, if if like say if Mario didn't come into market right or he couldn't make it into yeah. the league and Polo had to play the entire year, that Duke Sinfonisa's outlook looks insane. Way different. Um, he was sick and he was nasty. Year, year in year out, he is always a top center. Yep. And his style was very unique, especially like I remember always playing against him as a center. I struggle with nonstop with like some of his passing, the way that he plays lanes. Yeah. I think that. With his pick, right, that the center position with the T-Wolves, kind of like the Pistons, is very unique. You need somebody who is a guy that can do both, can yep. play inside, can play outside. Polo is exactly like that. Yeah, He was one of the guys that when he was going for the league in those early stages that he was one of the rare dudes always on a popper. He was always shooting the ball. So I, it's, it's hard to say that they missed with anything. I think they literally, every pick they hit on. So I don't know, getting giving like an A-plus is, is tough. But I'm not going to give an I'll, A+, plus I'll go, I'll just because I think it's fair to question Iggy Mo's 5v5 upside. But yeah. I, I don't I just don't think there's a world where he's awful. Like, I, I just, personally, when, when it comes to scouting guys like this, I just, like, I trust JB. I trust their GM. I trust Justin Butler. If Justin Butler thinks he's going to be good enough to play in fives, respectfully to the rest of the league, I, I respect his opinion probably as much as any GM in the league. He he's rarely wrong. He's never drafted a bad player. Like you go through his history, the worst player he's ever drafted was probably Detoxies in season three. That's probably the go. worst player he's ever drafted, and even that isn't that bad. There's been a lot worse players that Detoxies picked up. But look at his draft record over the past couple of years. He got DJ two cold late. He was able to get uh, uh, Clampism last year. Now he gets all of these guys. Like there's no way that Iggy Mo is bad. I just don't think that Justin Butler would draft anybody who could have that kind of like low end potential. I, I just I believe in their process too much for results to end up that way. Like with just with how good individually he is at the game. Like that's what we don't have to question with Igimo. 
be really hard for he's him gonna to come know life this these... man he's yeah. gonna know life this game when when the league build comes out he already has been i know like, well, that, that's the thing like that I, at the very minimum at the bare minimum you know that this whole team is gonna put in a ton of work 100 percent. i just so, hope that they're all on time yeah <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll i'll definitely i think i, I like the a right. um almost borderline a plus guy i really feel like they just didn't miss okay uh, Warriors, they don't NA because they didn't draft a anybody. A plus because they're just <laughs> disgusting. I don't know if anybody's been watching the Warriors play. They look fantastic. Uh, and I, I just need to throw this out there. Um, shout out to Mama, I'm that man. Never plays during the off season. Wins a Finals MVP, and it's out streaming every single day. The man <laughs> is on 2K every hour of the day. I got to respect it. I got like, Derek, we've been calling him out for years. He never did it until he wins Finals MVP. Like, that's so backwards. It's, it, it's, it's, that's mama, man. Like, that's, that's, that's the epitome of mama on that, like, man. I feel like before going into last year is probably the most that he has. It was like a month. He played the month leading into the season. We were like, wow. Oh, my God. Nadal is on the game. (laughs) He's on the game. There's no way. Because every (laughs) single offseason, Nadal will message me, and I will jump on a FaceTime call with him and get a stream set up. Every year. (laughs) He will stream for two weeks. And then he's done. And then be done. And then randomly, some crazy trade or some league drama will pop off and i was like i'm turning on the twitch stream <laughs> and then boom the freak shows live i i think it is a very i think it's very dangerous for everybody uh how motivated this team looks to be again cb cease they look so good at usa basketball mama looks great native looks awesome man uh, they the the internal reports on on native are outstanding people think that he might be one of the five best centers in the whole conference this year so Excited for Native. Uh, let's move on to the Wiz, who actually made a pick. They had number one overall Benzo and number 25 overall type. I'm, I'm slapping, a, slapping a good old A on this one. Uh, they, you know what, Derek? We've had a, lot, we've had a couple of teams at num- number one overall mess around. Okay? They effed around and they found out. Okay? And I feel like for the – look, the Wiz didn't mess around. They they didn't get distracted. They didn't go after the shiny you know shiny new toy. They didn't they didn't they didn't get the, they they kept focus and they took the best guy on the board. And I I commend them for that because so many teams have ended up in weird situations with the number one overall pick where it's worked out for a year. It hasn't worked out. Benzo is going to be a whiz for a wizard for a very 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 long time for a very long time he is going to be their guy which you can't really say for a lot of these other number one picks we'll see you know we'll see how long gallo has on gen g if this season doesn't go well we'll see how mds does if this season doesn't go well for the hawks going all the way down the line of the number one overall picks there aren't many of them that are still left on their original team dimes jbm's out of the league re is still on the jazz who knows for how much longer so i think benzo is going to be the wizard's guy Every single year for for the rest of the time, I think they're going to be too smart to ever give him up. And then tight, man. Low-key, I think they made the right pick. Uh, I know everybody really wanted Lux. I, I know that Lux, Awkward, and Benzo have been playing together for a long time. And I know that Lux is probably sitting around feeling real, real, real shit. And I totally get why. Um, I, th- this, this, this organization does not like losing. Last year left a real impact on this organization i saw it when we were in person i saw it when i was in person just jt and i when we were in person for those games like they were putting on like full throttle in-person events for their fans and and we're putting up under 50 points a game like that's just not acceptable for this organization so they with this center pick they didn't f around and find out they took the best guy on the board. They took a guy who's been in the league for six years, who made the Eastern Conference Finals, who's played multiple different roles on multiple different teams on multiple different positions. The type is as elite as elite gets, 
And if there's any uh, league center who I'd want to pair with Benzo, I think it's tight. Um, just the, the the pick and rolls, the playmaking out of the pick and roll, the defense, the offensive rebounds. He's going to be such a perfect fit for that team. And awkward Nudini type is just an all-time name game in front court for defense. Uh, I, I, I think they knocked it out of the park. I, I really do. Um, I'll go A- minus just based on... Say if uh like the meta for the league build makes it so like you have to have a popper out there, which just never happens in a league. But you know, with the way that the game is yeah. kind of changing, that it can be the most effective way. I think you're kind of left on an island, um, unless you have a do it all type build to where like the poppers can really finish on the inside and do basically what an inside can do yeah. with some shooting. I think that's the only thing I don't like. Now, in, in terms of everything else, Benzo already touched on him a bunch. Don't so have to mention anything with how historically good defensively type has been at the center position and how efficient that he is. If the inside centers do just completely work out and him and Benzo can get a really nice dynamic together, it's going to be one of the more efficient pick and rolls that we have in the entirety of the league. That is the only reason I'll give them an a minus It's just in case that if Benzo's like, man, I need a popper out there. Mm. What do you do at that point? I do just want to throw out, like we talked about this on my stream a little bit. Like there just aren't a lot of teams in the East that are going to that have the personnel to use a popper this year, right? See so here, here are the centers yeah. in the East, just just so we can lay them out. Sick, uh, just in, in the order also that I have of the teams in the East for my prediction. Sick one, not really a popper. Godlike, definitely a popper. DJ might be able to play on a popper. I wouldn't put it past him. Slaughter, never going to go back on a popper again. He's made that pretty. Nope. <laughs> he's never doing it again. Boot, not a first popper. Crown probably could play on a popper, but probably not his first instinct. Colt used to play popper. Doesn't really play it that much anymore. I'd be surprised if that that's his shoot. first instinct. Uh, yeah, Walnut, we saw that ball. last year. No, thank you. Type, I don't think that's in his game. Seam, I'm surprised he's good enough as an inside center. I don't know what he's going to be like as a popper. Saucy, maybe, but again, probably not his first instinct. Glow, absolutely not. And Milo, he's popped in the A and Z. I don't know if he's going to come into the league and pop. So, like, honestly, Dirk, I would agree with you. It's just that, like, the whole East has kind of locked themselves into this idea of playing with inside yeah. center. So I feel like that feeds into the Wiz taking type. I wonder if that was actually one of the reasons why they went with type over Lux because they want to get uh, get banging down low. Well, um, I would have thought maybe, too, like, if, if they, when this pick rolled around and I saw the centers that were left, the one that was sticking out to me more than anything was Yusuf. Yeah, because he was dropping. He is a popper. He is an inside. So I was like, this this guy could give it the dynamic. Now, in terms of personality mesh, I think that's where type fits in a lot more compared to like a Yusuf going in there with a guard. So that's a, that's the only reason I have the A minus. I think they they crushed it. The two guys that they had, even when type went off the bars, like wow, I wasn't expecting that. Right? Yeah. Maybe thinking the same thing everybody else was with with Lux, but you can't always fall for the bait of sometimes when guys are playing together from the same organization with a guy consistently mm -hmm. throughout the entirety of the off season. So. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'll give him a give him an A minus. Okay. All right. Well, those are our draft grades. I think we did pretty good on those. We went a little yeah. longer than I thought. We're at an hour thirty, so we'll we'll still do the three v three community draft because I think this will be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, the twin Luke gave us a question. We did all the ad drop. I think alerts that we wanted along the way. Uh, I think we gave maybe five or six. I think that's what it came out to. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how those goes. Uh, biggest steal of the draft. Last question about the draft before we kind of officially move on. Who's your biggest steal? Um, let me go through and look at the draft order real quick. Um, I I, I got to stick with it because I kind of brought. I got to say, Dynasty, Dynasty to the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, I think it uh, was that pick twenty nine. Yeah. Um, really, it's interesting saying steal when there's only thirty five picks and it's coming in at pick twenty nine. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think I think the guy that's 
was scouted to be the second best point guard in the entire class, uh, falling all the way down to that position. Uh, I, I'd say I'd say dynasty right now. I'm gonna go Jolo pick before. I think you. Mm. I think every single team is nuts for letting him go late second. I think that was crazy. I think he's better than most of the guys in this class. <laughs> I couldn't I believe that. that some of these teams didn't pick. I, honestly, I thought the Grizz were gonna take him. I thought NBL was gonna take him. I thought Gen G at 18 was going to take him. I thought the Jazz at 20 were going to take him. Like, oh my, I was like, oh my God, all these teams are going to take Jolo. And they let him drop to the Gen G Tigers again. So, yeah, I, when I was it? just looking at that, I was thinking of saying Jolo. But I was like, I, I, I say, I hype Dynasty up so much to say, man, yeah. how did he get here? So I had to go with him. All right, let's move on to our 3v3 community oh, draft. So okay. here, here are the rules as, as your dogs go nuts. Here are the rules. Uh, we are going to do this, uh, do this back and forth style like, like any other draft. Uh, yeah. Our roster pool is anybody that was in anybody that was in the draft pool or anybody that was on a three v three team last year that did not get yeah. drafted. So all the guys from from uh, you know from from the Glow Navy team, all the guys from the the Glitchy team, all those guys, they're all in. Uh, and Dirk, because I'm a good friend, I'm gonna give you the first overall pick. No, 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 we're heads or tails, heads or tails. Oh, okay. Do you, do you have the heads or tails thing on your phone right now? Is that where you're holding it up? All right, go for it. Say it. What do you want? Oh, heads oh, tails? oh. Uh, I'll go heads. Siri, heads or tails? Oh, she didn't say it, but it says it's heads. Okay, it's heads. Yes, let's go. Uh, all right, so then I'll I will. Phone on silent. <laughs> uh, I will get number one overall pick. Um, I will start. It's going to be kind of funky. Um, I'm going to get. Hmm, this is tough. Hmm. I, you got about like 30 seconds. Okay. Left on all the right. Clock. I'm, I'm going to go lockdown first. I know it's a bit of a hot take. I'm, I'm going to go a bit off the beaten path here. Uh, I'm going to take Dario first. Uh, I mm. think Dario is going to give me in threes. He, he's been there. He knows what it takes to win. And I feel like if he was able to do that last year with Trey Dollars and Jolo, I should be able to give him a pretty good team that he's going to be able to pop off. He looked really good last year. They made a lot of money. And that's my goal here. I'm trying to make money. So I'm going to go with, with, uh, with Dario, number one. All right. You go. With the first pick in the Dirk Harris 3v3 community draft. Uh huh. Let me grab. Actually, yeah, we're on camera for this. Hold up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what are you plotting? Hold up. Uh oh. By the way, it's the second overall pick. Not to, like, not to ruin it. Second overall, my first overall pick. <laughs> Dirk, the caster, community team selects Jinxie from Great Britain. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope he's in. I know that the EU and APEC had those issues with qualifiers. I hope they find their way in somehow. Oh, hey, you and me both. But yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Jinx. Taking, like you said, is like, I'm going to go on a, a path that people may not see. I was looking yeah. at some of these guys. I'm like, when you said community team, it's like Jinxie. Got to bring okay. him in. So Jinxie's my point guard. Okay. Uh, I'll go with my next pick here. I got my lockdown. I'm feeling good. I'm going to go big here. Hmm. This is tough. There are not a ton of bigs that I love. Do you have a list of community teams from last year? Uh, no. I might have, like, their stats from last year. Hold on. Let me see if I can find them. Let's see. 3v3. I think I had a 3v3 team stats. Uh, 3v3 players, maybe? Uh, oh, I had it in 3v3 input. That's where I had it. There we go. Yeah. So last year it was 
Jolo, Big Perm, Don, Rel, uh, Rents, Big Twin, uh, Miami, Ryland, and Sensei. Okay. Uh, right. Now that I've gone through those, I'm going to take a big and not a ton of threes bigs that I'm like sitting around loving. Um, mm. 10 seconds. <clears throat> 10 seconds, man. This is tough. Uh, man, <laughs> I'm going to sweat it out here. You know what? I'm going to take a swing. I'm going to go Jin. Oh, okay. I'm going to take the multi-game mode master himself. Uh, I feel like he could play any game mode. Looking for an opportunity to prove himself. That man making money in threes would probably immediately get picked up by a team in AdWave. So I'll go Jen. I, I respect his raw 2K skills. All right. Well, I already know who I'm going with. With my second overall pick in the 3v3, Harrison Dirk, committee team draft. Uh-oh. Team Dirk selects Rel from oh. Canada. Oh, okay. He's going he's gonna to be playing my popper at the power forward position. Okay, nice. That's a good one. I just need I just need a lockdown. I kind of hope that we get that uh like the lie team back in. I was gonna take a lie yeah. with my next pick, but I'm actually gonna take somebody different. Um I I wonder how good that I wonder if that team is gonna be back with Glow Navy because they made them they made so much money last year. Um all right. With my final pick in the Harris and Dirt community draft, I already have Dario and Jin. Uh I'm gonna go with the classic. I'm gonna go with the killer himself. The man has never been more motivated to get back in. I'm taking BP. We're locking it down. We're going with the dribble god himself. I just, man, he if he gets picked up by a team, he, that man is going down in an absolute blaze of glory. Like, there's just no way that that man doesn't get back on stage and pull off some gigantic upset over, like, Shifty Kai and Lakers gaming or something. And we're all sitting on stage like, oh, my God, BP's done it again. Like, we're definitely <laughs> going to go crazy as he does it. So, BP Dario Jin. Uh, will be my community draft 3v3 team. And I'm kind of happy with it. I kind of like it. See, I got some options here. Yes. And Jinxie and Rel, who's you going to be your lockdown? Because, like, if I'm building it right, I'm just going off of threes. I'm not yeah. giving up. I don't give a fuck about fives right yeah, now. Yeah, not in this perspective. So, like, that kind of, like, puts follow and clamp, like, out of it for me. Potentially. Okay. Potentially. Okay. So, my, actually, oh, fuck it. I like this. My third pick is going to be 4 and D. Oh, I was thinking about D also. Ah, we read yeah, each other's minds. I, if I didn't take Dario, I was, I was D was going to be my guy. Uh, I think about That's D it. all the time. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, my team is Jinxie, <laughs> D, and Rel. Mm. I'm not gonna lie, Harris. My team mm. smokes. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about smokes, smokes vibes. I think we're going to a game five. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I. I like it. I think BP is gonna take me home. Surprised that neither of us took Lie, who won the most money of any individual threes player last yeah. year. We, we, we didn't take him. Um, hey, I, I won my countryman. I had. Uh, I had I to. See. I had I to see. go with Jinxie. Jinxie. Jinxie brought the flair. I think. Threes was at his best when Team EU came over here and Jinxie that was, was fun. Like, we we're like, what is going that was on? Fun. How how is yeah. he this good? So that that's my three. I think those those are good threes teams. Yeah. I hope that we see some of those guys actually on community teams. I think the community teams are going to be super valuable uh, this year. And I you know I, I stand on what I've been saying all off season. I think more teams are going to use AdWave this year. And I think 
the players that play well in threes are going to get directly picked up this year, straight up. Like yep. we're going to have more trade dollars examples, more teams that are looking for guards are going to take them out of this game mode. More teams that are looking for wings and bigs are going to take them out of this game mode. I don't know if I think power forward is probably not going to happen just because three's power forward and five's power forward is so absurdly different in terms of their role and importance to the team. But those lockdowns this year, man, I think there are going to be a couple teams looking for extra locks, and I think they're going to be a couple teams looking for point guards. So my over-under remains uh, at, what was it, what did I have it at? Three and a half right now in terms of teams that are going to use wave ad. I'm still on the over side of things. I think it's going to be yeah. four or five. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, three and a half. All right. Uh, we're an hour 42 in, so let's close out. Anything, uh, anything to close it out with? I'm excited to see the ramp up. Uh, more teams you know, getting acclimated, uh, hoping the best for all the guys that are coming from overseas, getting to the to U.S. actually before the season starts. You know, I, I don't want it to be like a week in, two weeks in thing, um, get them the full experience. So I know, I think um, league build goes out to teams the end of this month. Uh, yes. So I, yes. I'll be, I'm excited to obviously dig in and, and look. I don't know if we'll get codes right off the rip. I know yeah. that sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. So it'll be nice to do a whole podcast episode kind of featuring around what we're seeing at least. That'd be awesome. Hopefully, um, if players are allowed to play in tournaments and stuff like that, hopefully they're allowed to stream the league build as well. I know the league's been very good with them kind of showcasing you know, different aspects of it, playing pickup games, playing tens. So things, things start to ramp up around this time, right? We're getting yep. closer to the end of the month. Players will be in market. I believe definitely by the end of the month so. uh, for the ones that, you know, aren't having any type of uh, visa troubles and everything too. So just kind of excited for that to see where things go uh, and, and seeing more teams get out there and playing with their fives. I think it's slowly started to pick up now. So uh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm most looking forward to. It was, it was nice to have a remote podcast episode. It was, we'll, we'll have another one next week. Uh, I think also next week, maybe I, I like this draft concept. Maybe we'll do a three V three roster draft and we'll go back and forth picking our, our favorite rosters this year. Uh, just cause mm. I feel like we're going to have a very diverse opinion on which threes rosters we like and which ones we don't. Um, yeah. so yeah, we'll figure that out, but that'll do it for virtual courtside. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at sports scene. You can follow him at Derek underscore JDR. And of course, follow the podcast at V courtside 2k on Twitter. Check us out on TikTok as well. Uh, going to be uploading a lot of content leading into the season. We'll probably move to two weeks, uh, when the season starts. Uh, and also we'll be starting to do a couple of these live on Twitch. So for our audience out there that likes looking at our pearly faces, uh, you will uh, you will likely see them in the next coming weeks. But that'll do it for us. See you guys next time. Bye bye.